0: It's not a problem you can stop. It's the Soxcast episode eighty-two, brought to you by Falcom because <laughs> that's all that matters anymore is, is Falcom. We only True. we only play Falcom games on the Soxcast anymore. Um, that's that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. To my immediate virtual right, he can take your bitch ass in a fight. It's Rhett. Hey, hey Rhett. Guess what? What? We've been doing this for four years now.
1: Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's way too long.
0: I know. Like, what's going to happen first? Are we going to hit episode um, 100 or the five-year anniversary? What number is this, 83?
2: 82. 82. Shit. I'm not looking at the thing. <laughs> I think... 18 episodes in a year. So it would be halfway between every two weeks and every, four, every month. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is a close comparison then. It's a
0: yeah. close it's a
2: close call,
1: yeah. Yeah, get your get your bets I, out people. Get your bets
0: into the pool. I think
1: we'd hit 5 years for us cuz sometimes we go more than 3 weeks.
0: Yeah, True. we definitely do. We definitely But
1: it'll do. be close, I think. What do you want to do mm. for what do you want to do for 5 years?
0: The 5 year like we got to do something, you know? I think so.
3: Uh,
0: people listening. I know what we do. We do we do it again. We do the whole Bring it everybody to talk and do a nine-hour oh, podcast. And Polly-, no. and Polly doesn't stop until she's talked to literally everybody.
1: Okay, here's what we do. We uh, we set up a camera and we play through Undertale and I'll comment on it. And then Chelsea joins us because <laughs> she hadn't played Undertale yet.
0: Boom, called out.
1: I mean, that game's only like six hours long. Really. I know, it wouldn't take long. And I'll
0: take calls while y'all are playing. Yeah. And then it'll th- be fine. And it'll be fine. Do I need a virtual left? Bring on the mayonnaise. Because he's really, really white and pasty. It's <laughs> John Byer. <Fire. laughs> it's not fucking
2: Miracle Whip. <laughs> Hi. Miracle Whip is terrible. Miracle Whip is bad, garbage, fake mayonnaise. And it made me think I hated mayonnaise for like, my entire people, childhood.
0: People fucking bitch all the time. Like, I am a staunch supporter of mayonnaise. Yeah, it's great. This is get... not fucking Miracle Whip. All right, all right. everybody else in the call, mayonnaise, thoughts, go.
4: Not a fan. Um, Sometimes, but not always.
2: I'm a fan. I li- my dad, I literally, like, asked not to have any mayo or Miracle Whip on my sandwich once, and my dad put Miracle Whip on it, and then oh. I looked, and I ate it, and oh. then later I looked at it, the thing, and the Miracle Whip was six months expired. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's even worse. Yup. Oh. That's my most recent Miracle Whip experience. Oh. I've avoided it ever since. God.
0: That's terrible. Simon Belmont's favorite uh, condiment, Miracle Whip. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boom, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <my God. laughs> from downtown, bitches. <laughs> and we got a special guest with us today. Coming all the way from his own channel, he ditched his own stream to make time for us tonight. What a lovely fellow. He will fucking cut you. It's after five. I'll cut you? You'll you'll fucking cut me. Oh, I guess I
4: will. All right, where's
0: my knife? Let's go. I would have a butter knife fight with you. I would too.
4: Plastic butter knife knife fight. Plastic
0: butter knife. Even better. Perfect. We'll roll into the Shonies. We'll grab their entire stock. Boom. There. Meet me in the back alley, bitch.
4: All right, sweet. Uh, no uh, no plaster cup shields, though. right?
0: No, that's cheating.
4: That's cheating, yeah.
0: That's straight up cheating. Uh, so, after five, uh, welcome to our very dumb thing, uh, first of all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, why don't you give yourself a bit of an uh, introduction to the audience? Who the hell are you and what do you do?
4: All right, hold on. For starters, I'm chewing on dinner. We just want a little slow to respond sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <clears throat> uh, I'm after five, and uh, well, as a as a day job, I work at a dog kennel, um, dog boarding kennel. Um, it's a pretty sweet job. It kind of sucks, but it usually doesn't suck. So, hooray! You love Puppos. Uh, I love I love I love puppums. Especially nice. when they name their dog puppums. No one's named their dog puppums yet, and I'm waiting for it.
0: Wait, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. When that happens, you should be promoted to manager. Oh.
4: Um. All right. What, How about I get my name? own dog and name it Pupums and have it board at the kennel? That's probably <laughs> cheating. Uh, you're right.
2: What's it's your fine. favorite name of a dog at the kennel, and what's your least favorite name of a dog at the kennel?
4: Favorite names. Oh God. Um. I don't, I don't know think if one. Call we're it... not it... we are
2: not going to be here all day here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I call it a least favorite name, but um, I I have a least favorite dog. Um, okay. And I guess the name would, uh, would, like, attach to it, Stazu? Stazu? Stazu. It does not start... St- starp? It does not stop barking ever.
2: Mm. And it's a beagle. So, like... It's like a sh- shithead or... of a dog. Fuck you, Stazu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a it's barkle.
2: Like, <laughs> like, like
4: <laughs> all day, every day, no matter... <laughs> Oh like two AM, five AM, six AM. And even after 3 five Japanese time anytime. Can you
2: imagine owning oh. that dog and not to- killing it? <laughs> wow. I re- Polly, I appreciate that joke. Thank you. I missed it. Sorry. Okay, I know why they're not killing the dog because they leave it at your kennel so that other people have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> we only gotta
0: deal with the dog eight hours a day. They get oh. to deal with it the other sixteen. <laughs> so you you
3: uh, like
0: puppums? Uh, what else do you do?
4: Um, so when I stream part time, mm-hmm. um, well actually recently, um, in particular, I've been doing a project on my channel called Falcom Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been focused I pretty much ask. entirely on the Trails slash Kiseki series developed by Falcom.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and mm-hmm. uh, needless to say, I have. I have converted to to the I don't know to the the Church of Kiseki. Is that a thing? That's probably a thing.
0: Definitely, <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm sure nice. that's a thing. Chelsea's head priestess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, she the got, she's the long. one that got. She's the one that kind of got everybody into the whole Falcom thing because she was mm-hmm. like where I picked up. Like True. my 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 experience goes like to East Three on SNES and hating it. <laughs> um, and that was all my East experience up until I played Oath and Fogana, like in 2010 or something So,
2: yeah I remember that, that was my first experience with it too because I remember I was... you talking about Oath and Fogana, and then I went and bought it and played a bunch and it was great
4: I think for me it started with Origin, um, I don't think I got it exactly on the date of PC release but I think it was maybe like half a year
3: mm-hmm.
4: to maximum of a year after it came out and I think just, like, in sort of, like, the related games section or something, um, kind of just saw, like, Trails. I'm um, just like, Trails in the Sky, hmm. So I kind of, like, Googled it a little bit and kind of put it in the back of my head. And then, I don't know, it just took me ever since then till now to be like, yeah, let's go ahead. And, um, I mean, I guess I'm glad that I kind of waited that long. Granted, like, the actual wait period between the games if you were to kind of play them as they came out.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> good lord.
0: Oof, if you were tough. Chelsea, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, basically, my name was Chelsea.
4: <laughs> and I liked Trails games.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Falcom Frenzy, we're kind of going to be covering that whole thing uh, sort of interspersed over the course of the episode, but you gave us a good jumping in point with East, so that's probably a good place to start. What do y'all say? What do you, you want to talk some East? Hell yeah! Alright, so I gave my first experience, uh, uh, after five years was Origin, right? Correct,
4: on Nightmare, Blind.
0: I thought you played it on hard the first <laughs>
4: time. mm nope, it was, first time was Nightmare, straight up Nightmare, um,
0: Best stream in, ever, in. best stream ever that's not fucking archived.
4: Yeah, um... um the glitch. The graphical glitch. The glitch. Gra- <laughs> a complete
3: Epona. <laughs> that, it
0: didn't just happen on Epona either. It happened on a couple other bosses, I remember. It was only bosses for some weird reason.
4: And I think it was mostly the humanoid ones. Well, what's the name of that guy with the axe and he does all the ice stuff and just flings it all over the place? And
0: uh, Tinker knows, probably. <laughs> Let him tell us. Um, that's actually Jake.
4: The guy with the, the two bandanas or whatever? Yeah, also like Jake. Pona's buddy. Also Jake. They're all Jake. <laughs> Jake. Yeah, just I'll just call him Jake for the time. Pona and Jake, great pair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he did it too. Um, so it was just like pixelated, flying shimmeries all over the screen and ice, and like that's kind of how it worked. Yeah, they
2: like shoot just, I don't like arrows while riding on a Pona.
4: Like Christmas decorations.
0: What?
2: Does he shoot arrows while riding around the on a Pona around the arena?
0: No uh, but we reached the point during that stream
2: where uh, he he
0: was going out of his mind at the Opona fight. I think it was the second one. And he I think then it was
4: both really but...
0: <laughs> and then he put on the Ocarina of Time Opona theme <laughs> over the <laughs> okay. game's music. Yeah, the,
4: just muted mute, mute the game music, turn on the horse race, you know the, the, the oh, God. you know I can't story, but...
0: for <autobiography> over 30 minutes
4: yeah i literally had to okay it was a 30 minute song like it was the extended version on youtube right and i had to loop the extended version like one and a half times before i could finish the fight and this was already like two hours deep into attempts so i was probably getting my schlong schlonged by Ipona for like three and a half hours
0: that yeah that was that was good times that was like that That was was a great set of streams i'm so bummed that they're gone i
4: was like really salty but like (laughs) it was like salty but with like a smiley face i don't
0: know how does that even work i don't know it was just it it was a very fun mixture of i know he's fucking tilted and pissed but he's also (laughs) laughing a lot
4: (laughs) i'm too crazy to be angry yeah yes
0: you reach a breaking point uh, at some point yeah Okay, so, Rhett, what was your first East?
1: Uh, I played a little bit of East 3 on SNES and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> then I it's pretty jank. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oath and Thelgana, played... like, the yeah, good one. Uh, the good one. After 5 hates it. Wow. All right. Well, you played with Origin first. That's the one I don't like. Which yeah, is kind of like, funny. I'm
0: on the opposite side completely isn't that. Like, I, I dig what it does story-wise, but I don't like the game at all.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm also the one weirdo that really likes 2. I Everyone don't... I know seems to bounce off that one. It's uh the second half I, of that game. I finished it. I did? The only okay. games
2: I've actually finished are ease 1 and 2. Cool. Uh, the most recent PC re-release. Yeah. I think they're nice. Yeah, I like,
0: actually uh, enjoyed 2. Two Honestly. is enjoyable. I think one is better just because it's so, like...
1: Short. It's brief. It's, yeah, yeah, it's brief.
0: yeah, it's brief. <laughs> it's concise. It does this one thing very well, and it doesn't do it for too long. Whereas East 2, I felt, just kind of drags on. And especially when you get to, like, the end or, or the halfway point. Yeah. And it, and it <laughs> well, becomes
2: awesome. a real obtuse exercise. And where the fuck do I go? I mean, yeah. With both E's one and two, I got to close to the end, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." And then I like looked at a guide to, yeah, wrap them up in like 45 minutes. Mm. But so they're both two fun. They both had mirror fun. mazes, or was it both
0: of them? They both had mirror mazes, didn't they? Like awful so. mirror I mazes. It, I
2: think it
4: was more. I think it was more atrocious than two. Oh God, yeah. Just because, well, partially because the game was already longer, so you're kind of just like you're kind of tapping your foot a little bit. Um, it's a mirror maze. Yeah, the mirror maze. That mirror maze... What is I a mirror maze? I got... I mean, I didn't take too long to get through it, I think. But um, I was getting a little bit, you know... It, it was teetering a little.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, I'm about to guide this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What is a mirror maze? The mirror maze. Know. It's like a fucking door maze. Okay, so it's, so it's a door... Yeah, there's, they have... I mean, that's... Like at the the first couple of dungeons in both games, where it's just like you know you're wandering around a cave and you have to kind of map it out in your head. Like I I'm pretty here for that. It's just the games get bigger and bigger, and then I can't hold it in my head anymore, and then it's then I kind of yeah. start to lose interest a bit. But always like the early game of ease one and two is just like really fun and strong for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of charm too. A lot of charm. Yeah. Really fun NPCs and And. who's the who's the girl in um, two that I would die for? Uh, you know
0: who I mean? I know who you mean. It's Apple Girl. Mina? Okay,
2: Apple,
0: Apple Girl, Lyra? something like that.
3: Like that. Lip. Apple Girl East.
0: You can tell we are real fans here, obviously.
4: <laughs> yeah, we know exactly what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are the Falcom experts. So that's where we all started with East, but like, kind of, yeah. where's your head at now with that series uh, and what you do? We'll start with the After Five because I think that. I think you have like an interesting trajectory through this series. Um, kind of like where are you at with that series now? Take us into, like, what got you here, now, and all of that. All right. Um.
4: Well, frankly, I kind of just kind of took a big break from East until East Eight came out, and I'm just kind of like, all right, you know what? Let's kind of give this a go. Um. I liked mm. Origin. Um. I haven't actually played any of the uh, the three man party type. East games prior to 8, so Seven, I
2: 7, and
4: 8. A, um, I just, you know, it's kind of just a game where I bought, I'm just like, you know what, it can't be bad. So I just popped it in with zero expectations, and, like, as I started playing through East 8, I'm just like, you know what, this game is, like, actually, legitimately really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, coming from East Origin, um and then then jumping into like not like directly but just you know having east origin being my favorite east experience up to that point um i was just surprised by like the character cast and then being like legitimately good uh i'm not gonna say my favorite character just yet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um and like the gameplay too was just like mega good like i i don't know i was just all around super satisfied and it was one of those games where it just gave me that rare that super rare um feeling of like when i was done i'm just like i don't want to leave these characters behind kind of feeling Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
4: i also just was so into it that i just decided to 100 percent it on a blind playthrough i'm just like bam we're just going all in i think my first playthrough was probably like 80 hours 80 to 88 on Nightmare to 100% and get, like, everything platinum, metal, and blah, blah, blah. Um, And it was probably one of the most satisfying action RPG experiences I've ever had, and probably still now, honestly. Um, And then it was kind of pretty much, as soon as I finished that big 100% playthrough, I kind of just went on YouTube and I'm just like, I wonder if anyone speedruns this game, and if it's, like, any good. Because if it is, I'm totally down with that so um i ended up i think okay yeah i ended up contacting Puexel on twitter i'm just like hey do you know where i can go for like east speedrun stuff and he's just like i don't but you can probably go to uh ghost king and then i'm just like hey ghost king i want to speedrun some east like what can i do and it's like ah if you're doing east 8 in particular you should go to this guy down i'm just like okay so then I got in touch with Dell, and then I popped into the Discord, and then, um, I believe at that point, um, another runner, speedrunner, uh, named Colin, he was already rooting the game <laughs> at that point. I think he was kind of like getting started, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of our base preliminary um, starting point was a Japanese run on Nico Nico. I forget the guy's name. I think it was Mabo, yeah Mabo, um, I think it was like a 2, the first, the first ever uploaded speedrun of East Eight, any% percent on Easy, I believe was a 2.24 by Mabo, Ooh. Or was it a 214? one or the other, um, I'm just like, okay, so I, re- I reviewed the speedrun, and I'm just like, okay, this is really cool, it's got like some cool skips, it's got some things that I don't even understand what this person is doing, but I can probably figure it out kind of stuff going on. I'm just like, okay. And it consolidates an 80 hour adventure into two hours and 24 minutes or less. And I'm just like, okay, that sounds good. It sounds with my ballpark. So, you know, kind of just went in, started learning and kind of just collaboratively, um, continuing to optimize and reroute the game with Colin. Colin kind of ended up doing most of the, like, here's the new skips stuff. And then I kind of just take whatever he did. Um, and I was just like, okay, here's how we can do it better. So he, he kind of, like, laid down the infrastructure and now kind of, like, you know, tighten the nuts a little bit. Uh, tighten them nuts. Yeah, I'm tightening <laughs> the nuts. It's like, that's my job, you know what I'm saying?
0: It's an essential uh, part of speedrunning. Same with holding your butt the correct way.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yas Tengu, actually, ever since the first ever speedrun, Sub-7 Lombardia has already been achieved. We we were already we were already
0: down the path of greatness since the first <laughs> ever speech. Some that's some deep inside jokes there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I think we'll we'll get to the lore of sub seven the market. Like deep s deep
2: inside jokes on the size cast? Who
4: to think of ever <laughs> <laughs> Um so, yeah, I ended up getting really into that run. Um, I got, you know, I had the typical, like, speedrunner curve. I'm just like, I love it. I hate it. I'm pissed off. I'm quitting. No, I love it. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> um, and I ended up manage, managing to bump my time down to... Um, what was it? I think, I think it was, like, uh before RPG Limit Break happened, RPG Limit Break 2018, which, by the way, if you don't know about RPG Limit Break 2018, it's a... It's a uh, speedrunning marathon specifically guided towards, you guessed it, Probably RPGs,
0: RPGs I'm going to bet. This motherfucker
4: no, no, opened it. No, it usually features FPSs and, and RTS.
0: <laughs> this motherfucker opened RPG Limit Break. That's how yeah. good he is.
4: I yeah, I ended up, <laughs> I was not expecting to open RPG Limit Break 2018, um but I did. I, I just submitted my run, I'm just like, yeah, let's just do this. And then they're just like, okay, here, you're opening. I'm just like, oh.
3: Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs>
4: so I think I think it was, like, all throughout, like, mid-April till, like, the day before I went on my flight. I was just doing, I think, minimum one run, sometimes two runs a day.
3: Yeah. It was, uh,
0: it was pretty... You were grinding the shit out of it.
4: Yeah, I think within that section of time alone, I think I just improved my sum of best by, like, four to five minutes in a month. And I'm just like, yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> um, I think I when I submitted... I was like uh I think I my my submission video was like a 151 or something Damn. um and my and my my estimate was a 2 hour I ended up uh nudging that down to a 155 estimate um and I think by the time I was ready to go I think I was averaging like 145s 144s mm-hmm. which was like pretty sweet mm-hmm. um but yeah I Wrangley, I love that game. Um, it's a fantastic casual game. It's like the only speedrun. Polly Polly, kind of knows my journey through speedrunning. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Probably yeah. a little bit more than anyone else here. Yeah. Uh,
0: you, sometimes you got to find the game, that, for it, or, and sometimes the game just finds you. Like bad dudes.
4: Yeah.
1: Like... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hate it. I hate this run. I love it. I really do hate that run.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> does, that, does
4: that run just find you one frame at a time yes literally
0: <laughs> it finds me at one frame a second <laughs> <laughs> so you are like like what's your time now like what 141 141 no no no, no. one forty
4: twenty
0: all right yeah we're going for the 140, sub
4: 140. yeah i i remember tweeting out i've never no one forty twenty five. excuse me one second off
0: yeah you were um, one second off world record Oh, uh,
4: I, I think I was four seconds off the previous hard drive uh standard hard drive world record.
0: Yeah, but Mr. Borges is
4: oh, no, no, no. no.
2: Borge is a cheater though.
4: Yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a bit of a wank, you know?
2: <laughs> oh Speed Ease eight speed running drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: like, hey, are you using a pro and an SSD? Oh, your loading times are way faster. Oh no, that's okay.
4: I, I love Borg. Borg is a good guy. Oh yeah, I mean, his, we, we love Borg. Yeah, I'm just. Okay. I, I'm I'm the one actually being the wink. Yeah. In this particular context, but yeah, his his SSD run is a one thirty eight oh seven, which is like, that's disgusting. Like yeah. that, that's literally a disgusting time. <laughs> yes. Um, I think my sum of best on HDD is like a one thirty seven like oh six. So it's like wow. Yeah. That is amazing.
1: It's weird to me thinking that a run on PS4 now still has to be divided between HD and like a solid state drive. Like you kind of thought consoles just they were the same, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: But now well, with I all like modifications, he, this is a pro?
4: I think he just modded his standard base one and with just like an SSD. A SSD into it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Which
4: yeah, that's, that's an easy. I think fix, that so. probably has more influence than uh, yeah, you know, the Pro's the pro pro a. Yeah, the pro is not going to do much for 8.
0: Yeah, like I'm pretty sure East Eight doesn't have any kind of enhancements on PS Pro because Game Boxes yeah. usually tell you if they do. At gotcha. like the hard
1: drive, for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like an, S- yeah. an and SSD, also probably, you know, I,
4: I doubt a company like Nisa would put that kind of stuff in.
3: Boom! Boom! <laughs> Shots!
4: Shots! Sorry. <laughs> am, right? We hate right? I don't mean to antagonize Nisa.
0: But they've but botched the East 8. Do. But they've botched East 8 four fucking times.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, like I just I don't mean I I mean, I don't I mean antagonizing and okay, so um there was actual East drama that occurred on the Discord. Um I think there was just like a 2-month period where like people just would not stop talking about like how poor of a job Nisa did on East Eight and like when you're like grinding out your favorite speed run and you're trying to get it into limit break and you're trying to grind for limit break and like the local community is um they're not like, you know, shit talking me or the run specifically, but like just having negative energy around a game that you care about is yeah. kinda like just It gets, yeah, it gets bad,
0: yeah, like, I wouldn't want to be in, like, a speedrunning community, it's something like Super Mario Brothers or something, because it's so big, and I know there's a bunch of assholes, and it's like, that's not Mm. gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess
4: if you could find your own little click within the,
0: within the bigger, yeah,
4: perhaps, yeah, and, like, I I don't mean Mario games, I'm not gonna, I'm not trash-talking those people. By the way, from the East community, because I ended up meeting them at Limit Break and I'm like, I got along with them just fine in person, and they were just fine in person. And, you know, some of them even just straight up apologized to me or just like, yeah, we, you know, we kind of went a little out of hand with that one. I'm just like, you're fine. Like, you're you know, fine. Just, I'm not
0: going to beat your ass or cut you this time.
4: Yeah, I'll just, you know, know that beat I your ass and cut you if you complain about East 9. <laughs>
0: there you go.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, East 8 is, though, that's definitely one of the best games I've played this year by far. It's incredible. Mm. It's a, just an incredible action game in and of itself. Like, yeah, if you've not played an East game, it's a pretty good jumping in point. It's pretty standalone. Not a lot of yeah. Not a lot of callbacks.
4: And it, yeah, it's it's prequel, quote unquote, not even quote unquote. It's straight up prequel is East Five, but like, who
1: the <laughs> hell played uh. East Five? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. No, <laughs> it's really not.
0: The series has a fun <laughs> chronology. <laughs> yeah did yeah, you, I kid you not you,
4: you start the game with apparently east 5's like final sword yeah. and then you lose
0: it <laughs> and then you lose it
4: and then you lose it which is like a nice symbol for i guess how <laughs> how much nobody knows anything about east 5.
2: did <laughs> yeah. that one even buy um falcon or was that like outsourced the that's
1: one? Four was the one that was outsourced twice yeah
2: <laughs> yes but also five Five was weird for a lot of reasons. I yeah. mean, you have an attack button, but, like, in a different way. I don't
1: know. You know what I mean? It's a. I know nothing about Five. It is a
0: real wonky SNES game that yeah. I feel as good as a Curiosity, but in terms of, like, I'm not going to sit down and play this for enjoyment so kind of like speed things along i guess better
2: or worse than lagoon
0: like we can all agree Ease 8 is great i needs to play it john needs to play it like me and after five are the
1: only two that have really played it and it's really great well i just want to add you mentioned everybody's journey through ease earlier and Mm -hmm. it's just funny that i played six and seven over the summer in preparation for eight and now i hear that (laughs) those 100 percent don't matter yeah, That's it's not funny. that they don't matter. It's <laughs> just that they literally happen after. I know it's more about the gameplay progression, but yeah, like when there was a character in seven that was a major character in six, like that felt cool <laughs> that there yeah. was a little continuity, and now liter- literally none. There's a, there is
0: a character in East Eight that was in um uh a, uh a, a Grizzy, yeah, Griselda. Her name is Griselda. Oh, cool, <laughs> she's like one I of actually... the she's one of the last castaways you find. Huh. <laughs> she's like literally. Her redesign is
4: pretty sweet, though. Oh god, like, yeah, so good. She's 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 pretty OP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
2: actually,
4: uh, totally six to play three,
2: three zero seven four
4: eight. Now it makes me right? feel better, though. The upcoming East Nine is a sequel. Wait, to was 8. that announced? Yeah, it's going to be straight yes. up
0: sequel to Eight. So. Oh shit
4: it's like actually happening we don't know any details but like Falcom's just like yeah East nine it's happening after East 8 okay see
0: you guys, see you guys later it's like oh
2: it's ass please That's bring why back we keep Donna. making games forever bring back Donna bring back Donna please bring <laughs> back, Donna back Donna please by, by please. the way
0: Donna that that
4: character I was talking about Donna all right if there's if there's at least one thing that you should play East 8 for it's for Donna all right because yeah. like Donna <laughs> is like the best character in terms of like actual combat and also she's just the most well written character. And like all you Laxia fans out there, sit down, all
3: right?
1: Oh, ah,
0: get, dunked oh. get
1: dunked on! Get dunked on! Bring back Donna! I, have, I, I only don't have an opinion because I haven't played it yet, but I'm sure you're wrong.
0: <laughs>
1: well, that's well, John's thing.
0: That's John's thing. John is always wrong. Oh, no! I, after five. Oh, you think? Hi. Wait. You're Who's, oh. I don't. I don't know who Laxia is though. But you're probably gonna like her more. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I disagree wholeheartedly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: oh, when okay. you when you play East Eight and you were inevitably wrong, I'm gonna laugh.
1: <laughs> Look, I just wanted to be confrontational, okay? God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you played six, seven in preparation for eight. You're probably yeah. you're gonna get around to that sometime in the next year well, or so,
1: I'd imagine. Yeah, I gotta play Silceta first though.
0: Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> I don't know. Just what? I don't know.
0: Wait, what? It's kind of regarded as like the weakest of the modern um, um, East games. I mean, so... isn't that
1: the one that just kind of reuses the engine from Seven? Oh yeah, it's
0: it's based on Seven's engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about
2: you, John? Got any other experience with East? Um, I've got six-hole loaded up. I'm gonna play that soon. Probably. That's nah, a good game. I'm really feel that Falcom energy. Yeah. Oh, that's I it honestly. Just see myself doing like 6 and Oath and Origin and 7. I just, I like it. Yeah, you're going to get
0: big Falcom energy from this episode. Just heads
3: up.
2: Big (laughs) big, big Falcom energy. I've already got got a lot of reasons to be horny for Falcom, so I'm excited to continue that. You know what I like about E6?
1: Yeah. It's also pretty brief.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's very short.
1: Yeah. You could be bad in like 6 or 7 hours.
0: I'm feeling some good vibes from that one. I'm excited to play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little it's rough such... around the edges because it's the first quote unquote modern yeah. East game, but it's still a solid game and it's only going to take you like six or seven hours. I like the sprites on 3D environments look a lot. The PS2 and PSP versions, they turn those into models and they look bad. Oh. And they oh, added, okay. and, and like Konami added a bunch of bad voice acting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Konami had the, the, the East license. Version.
2: And I have your PS2 version, but I'm going to play the PC version.
1: It's funny that the PC version looks more like a PS1 game because it's sprites, but it ends up Mm -hmm. looking better.
2: Yep, that sounds
1: about right. Cool. So, I mean, like... Talk on break, and then...
0: So, yeah, like, like... we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get back into more Falcom. I, I'm not trying to cut our boy after five off, but he's got like a big thing going here. He's like he is the connective fiber throughout this episode. That we're gonna be
4: connective fiber.
0: Yeah, mm. you're the connective fiber. It's a way of saying that you're going to be the one holding this show together because you know your content is going to be interspersed throughout everything. You know.
2: Kinda of like the connective tissue, like you're just <laughs> the flesh that's binding us oh all. Yeah, you're just like I, a big hold Pause
4: pause button. I'm getting some eternal darkness going on right now.
2: <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> I already knew what you were gonna say. It just was passing all throughout throughout the single soxcast organism now.
0: <laughs> I oh, After five, who's going next? Throw it, to, tendons. throw it to somebody. Throw it to somebody before John keeps talking.
4: Who's well, then I guess I'm not going to vote John. Rhett. Oh. Hey.
0: How's it going, Rhett? How are going,
1: John? Going good. What, so, you, what you been up to? So normally when you do the start of the episode, you say, like, to my immediate virtual right, it's Rhett. And I had a thing prepared, but then you start talking about how we've been doing this for four years, and I was like, aw, that's sweet. But okay. today, we are here to answer a question. What is that question? For each of you, would you fuck by <laughs> A I female Bowser that is sweeping the internet like all nothing right. I've ever I just, seen before.
4: Okay. Pause button really quick, all right? And this is going to go into, like, <laughs> fast forward real quick. all right? There is a guy that I follow on Twitter because I like him and he's a good guy, but he also <laughs> likes to retweet a bunch of pictures that are uh, anywhere in between safe for work to not safe for work category at any given moment.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Um, I came home I'm, from work. Oh, I came no. home from work and I clicked see new tweets. <laughs> and I think I scrolled for 16 seconds of nothing but him retweeting Bowsette pictures.
3: <laughs>
4: okay, like, but... I also had eight notifications about the whole Soxcast thing tonight, so I was, like, <laughs> scrubbing through this and, like, clear my notifications. I'm just like, I can't even find these notifications in my timeline because
0: my timeline <laughs> is nothing but Bowsette. <laughs> I, think, I think, okay, I like, I like Heather's answer to this, is that Bowsette is the one that does the fucking.
3: Okay. Yeah, okay, that's, okay, that's but, a great
0: answer. That's a great answer, but it doesn't it doesn't hit the round table. So, uh, Rhett, uh, you can you can uh, call on whoever you want to answer first.
2: Uh, it's fine. I just wanted.
0: Okay, after five, throw would, that you, out there. would you fuck Bowsette? Hell no. Okay. Okay, John. Ow, John, would you, would you fuck Bowsette? <laughs> Bowsette would fuck me. Yeah.
1: Rhett. Hell yeah.
0: Uh, I would only fuck Bowsette if it was like sort of more muscular and kind of fangy. I kind of want to be. So you definitely a want bit. to be
1: fucked by a muscular I would, Bowsette.
0: I would get fucked by a muscular Bowsette. Just kind of <laughs> okay. Bite my neck, please, while you're doing it. Yes. Oh, jeez, oh, with God, those neck sharp neck, yes. teeth. Yes. Oh, yeah. I want that. Very good. I need that in my life. <laughs> After five, just disappeared from the call. Weird. <laughs> I'm, kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm
1: kidding. Oh, bye teeth <laughs> are
2: good. All right. Okay, <clears throat> Rhett. <laughs> what? Rhett? Before uh, we,
0: uh, before we decided
2: to get real horny. Before Rhett uh-huh. decided to make the call real horny. Now,
1: see, that's my default state now. I'm being honest with myself. I know. It,
2: <laughs> and it, it, I mean, on Twitter. It's been very nice. It's like you're. It's like you're. It's, you've embraced. It's, your it's like post persona dungeon, or like you've accepted shadow <laughs> <well> something. <laughs> You're self-actualized.
3: Shadow
0: Rhett is just like, you love being trash. Show me all of the anime pussy. <laughs> I don't
4: know how I feel about this conversation direction right now.
1: <laughs> you, you had so to hear cool. the last episode and yeah. where it went.
0: Yeah, last episode went for went a few places. <laughs>
1: It's like a post persona dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, oh, when
4: is the so P five DLC with Rhett's Dungeon and Valzet?
3: I, I need this. <laughs> I need
1: this.
0: Oh my god.
1: Uh, okay, so on the VR front. Uh uh-huh. last week I'd only played the first level of Thumper. Mm -hmm. and it was really damn cool uh i played about up to level six now of nine i think and that game's weird because it's like i really 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 love what you're doing but man you keep kind of doing the exact same thing for a little bit too long
2: Mm. that was my experience with it so like
1: i swung incredibly hard from like this is fucking incredible. This is the most amazing experience. So, like, this is the best VR game to playing level six and being like, hmm, that sure was, like, exactly the same as the last one.
0: And don't the just then, go on for, like, eight to ten minutes a yeah. And it's just
1: like, they're, they're like 15 minutes if you don't die. Oh, my God. And the thing that kind of drives me nuts is, like, it's a music game at its heart, you know? So you'll go through these songs, and you'll have you'll kind of piece out repeating parts. Like, it's building a melody and kind of twisting it and built increasing in intensity and then every level kind of ends with the same boss showing up and then it just kind of wimply fades out once you beat it so like there's no payoff and i'm like if the last level does that this goes in the trash (laughs) like i still (laughs) i still want to get to the end i don't want to know if something happens at the end i swear to god it better it's so weird though how it's like it's like an NES game in the way every level just ends the exact same way with the same boss.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just
1: incredibly weird.
2: Yeah, I, I got several levels in and I was like, okay, I think I've kind of had my had my thumper experience, but I also wasn't playing it in VR. So it's I can fucking understand it's having a little bit more staying power. VR, yeah. But yeah, like, around level six, it's just
1: like, okay, like, like it introduces one minor gimmick per level uh-huh. and the mm-hmm. one in level six is just like, oh, now if you miss these, you'll actually take damage. So it's, like, very minor. So maybe that's the last thing, or maybe there's more. I don't know. But, like, when that game clicks, it's insanely cool. Mm-hmm. But I just wish it was, like, 45 minutes long, basically. Yeah, it does not... I just don't think it has enough variety for its runtime, because those levels get long. Yeah, just make it much shorter and harder, I think. Yeah, because it's until level six, and even then, like by then you've been playing so much, it's not very hard. Mm-hmm. Like it, because that game is actually so forgiving with missing stuff. It's really not
2: very hard at all. Yeah, and you don't really want to rank, go back and up your rank because yeah. they're so long. I don't give a shit about the rank at all? It's like, oh, cool, yeah. I got a S on this
1: one, and oh, I don't give a shit if I got a C on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah. If it was much shorter, then you might it might matter. You might be like, "Yeah, I want to get my high rank on this." I kind of do like
1: the long levels though, because like it gets you into that kind of a trance state of just like, "Yeah, I get that." Thinking less about, you know, like when you're not actually focused on thinking about what you're doing, it's just kind of an emotion. Like it just kind of happens. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of in the because again, in VR, you're in the world, so you're not thinking about like your hand movements. You're just so that's a cool game, but yeah, I think I would would have taken it with less levels that did a little more variety-wise. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I compare it a lot with Super Hexagon in my head, where it goes on for you know like a really high-level game is two minutes long, and yeah, and and then you still get in that trance state once you're past the high scores, like ah, so, eh. Yeah,
1: this is like we're gonna put you in here for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> like it's totally different in that regard.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Uh, and then. Continuing another journey I've been doing all year, basically. Oh, Lord. Just,
2: what? Here we go!
1: I played the newest Yakuza game, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is a remake of Yakuza 2. Two. That's what I
1: thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Kiwami game... Kiwami means extreme. So it's just Kiwami is extreme one. Okay. It's a remake of the first game, and then Kiwami 2 is just a remake of the second game. But the difference this time is that... The game engine is based on Yakuza 6, so it looks way better and has all the like the quality of life improvements mm. from 6. And on PS4, unfortunately, the frame rate has gone back down to 30. Oh, well. <laughs> Whereas yeah. Zero and Kiwami were a nice 60 frames a second. And that's really rough to get used to at the start because the combat feels way different in this one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, the combat starts to feel a lot better towards the end of the game when you start unlocking, like, all the heat actions. But towards the start, I'm like, oh, my God, this kind of feels like junk. So you just kind of have to play enough to forget what the older ones felt like. Oh, no.
0: That seems like it would be a real hard swing to get used to. It's
1: Yeah, it took, like, ten hours or something to get used to it. Uh, But, like, so that's disappointing. But, like, the whole thing in this one now is that, like, so I played, you know, four and five on... PS3 back in the day, so I've seen kind of the overall evolution of this, and it's wild how, like, you used to have, like, a load screen when you got into a random battle, and then another load screen leaving a random battle, mm-hmm. and now it's just, like, battles are 100% seamless, like, fade, like no fades or anything, it just goes into the battle, and then the battle ends. Like Chrono now, Trigger! <laughs> yeah, exactly like cool. that, honestly. Like, you see it hitch a bit at the start of a battle, but it's incredibly minor. But the real big thing in this one is that all the buildings... Oh, you can go into all the buildings now. With no load screen. Yeah. Like, they're all just part of the open world now. Whereas before, like, every restaurant, every interior had a short little load screen. So now you can just walk in the building. Sometimes you can have a fight in, like, the restaurants. Have it spill into the restaurant. Yeah. So there's (laughs) cool moments like that. It's like, that kind of stuff, like you do see the real improvements in the engine and like, obviously it makes going to restaurants way easier because, you know, load screens and stuff. Yeah. But overall it's like, I kind of about halfway through this one, I was like, man, I've kind of been playing a lot of these games this year, huh? Like you played what? Zero, six, Kiwami and and one, and Kiwami one. No, I played zero and Kiwami. I didn't play six yet. Oh, I thought you'd played six
0: already. No, because I want to do. They're all fucking running together for me, Rhett. I know. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. How are Six you deliberating d- this at the end of the year?
1: Uh, the answer is zero. Still, like zero, ah. it kicks
2: the shit out of the other games. Honestly,
1: <laughs> good because that's the one I just bought. Yeah,
2: no, that's that is. <laughs> Byron says it's one. basically the Phantom Menace of the Yakuza games. Do you think that's accurate? Wait, which one? Is Zero said it's bad he doesn't like it and what? replied a bunch to me about it no he didn't reply a bunch I'm kidding but okay. he did and I was a little bit like okay I don't, I'm gonna take that with the grainiest of grainy salts
1: <laughs> I think the worst parts of Zero is where it has to conform to the continuity established in the other games yeah gotcha. like the fact that it got to be a clean slate at the very start though was kind of great cool so yeah, it is really nice though. Having played zero and one so close to this one, like I totally like. There's a scene in this game, like a flashback scene, with three characters talking who are all currently dead, <laughs> and I totally know who all of them are. It's like, oh yeah, it's that guy from the previous game who died. It's like, so like Excellent. they can make kind of obscure references, and I totally keep up with it now. Whereas like when I jumped into four, I was so freaking lost at the start. <laughs> Even though, that, like, most of the games are, could like, they're self-contained stories, gen- mo- 90% of it. But there is but continuity. Like, yeah, like, some characters, not every character dies at the end, just most of them, you know? This, this series tends to kill off characters pretty liberally, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I don't know, I'd always heard that 2 was, like, kind of the fan favorite, but maybe that's people who played, like... The original P. Well, I mean, I guess it would have to be people who played the PS2 originals. Yeah, the original Yakuza one was rough. Oh, I'm sure. And Yakuza two was also a PS2 game. That's why they got the remake treatment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the story, like, it has its moments. But I don't think it was as like, definitely not as good as Zero. I'd pace it maybe around five, and -hmm. below four. That said, like. It ended really strongly, which is, like, kind of what you want. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: It gets so bonkers in, like, the last hour. It's just, you know, like, oh, it was me all along. I betrayed you. Oh yeah, well I double betrayed you. <laughs> well I'm over here and I triple betrayed you all. Like...
0: <laughs> I love ending sequences like that, it where it's does... just like it's continuous escalation.
1: Yeah, like two and four do that a lot. And like when I saw it in four for the uh, I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest ending ever. It's so stupid. <laughs> like There's one part in two though, because so I finished the game like a couple hours ago because I really wanted to for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's one part though where like they do some weird momentum stuff. Like they introduce plot lines that you think are going to be a big deal. And then it goes nowhere for no reason. We're like, Oh, we're preparing for war against the Omi Alliance, but Oh no, they also place 31 bombs around the country or (laughs) not the city. (laughs) And then the bombs just kind of get disposed off camera by other characters. Oh, and then Kiryu's just like, I'll take on the obi Alliance myself. And you expect this huge fight, and then it's like nine guys, and you're like, oh, uh, what? That, that's it? Especially when in Yakuza 5, you literally do take on an entire clan yourself and fight like a hundred guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, the series isn't about just being completely absurd. Yeah, like nine guys feels real fucking restrained. It was really awkward, because then the final actual gauntlet, like an hour later... Is you versus like a hundred guys, so it just felt like,
2: like, what was, it was that? Just,
1: you know, yeah, it's just like, oh, we want to do one more thing in the story, so we like split this segment up into two parts and kind of totally fucked up the pacing or something. Mm. It's it's weird, it's like these games always have one stumble at right at the end that bugs me <laughs> more than it should, uh, and then like one of the big side games from Yakuza zero came back, which is the cabaret club mm-hmm. where you, you run a hostess <laughs> bar uh-huh. and it's way <laughs> more fun and sweet than it should be like, like the story in this one's really good. And it's like positioned as a sequel to the cabaret club in zero. Oh, wow. So like one of the girls from that one comes back, but she's like 40 years old now and running her own club. So like that, that kind of stuff is cool. Like having this continuity that they built in from zero,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: zero, has been worked into the remakes to make it more a part of the continuity instead of just this prequel that nobody ever references. Yeah. Ever it's again. not off.
0: It's not off being its own like self-contained yeah. thing that doesn't connect, but then it does, but they're kind of like putting the hooks in there now yeah. to make it feel
1: more like a part of the series, which that's really cool. Yeah. And then there's this also, <laughs> there's three new chapters in this game that I haven't played yet. Cause they're a side thing called the Manchima saga. Mm-hmm where you play as the other guy from Yakuza 0 for three chapters and so so it's also kind of a semi epilogue to that story in 0 as well. Mm. So I'm going to play through that this week. Mm. But yeah, the the cabaret club thing is way fun, more fun than it should be and like I think they sped it up a lot from 0, whereas I got through it pretty quickly in this one,
3: mm.
1: which is good cuz I like I played the one in 0 a ton and like got halfway through the story of it. It was just like, okay, I've had enough.
3: Can't do it.
1: <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, maybe I will go back and finish it off because I care about these characters now, so I want to <laughs> see their their younger selves again. Who cares about
0: characters in video games? Put to
1: I mean, that's absolutely what car- carries this series for sure, is the characters and, like, some of the the long-term stuff, like seeing Kiryu over, you know, what is it, seven games now? Like, that's cool.
2: Yeah. It's really funny hearing people talk about it cuz it just sounds like kind of an RPG series but it's I mean it is, kind of is really. Yeah. It's it's action RPG for sure I think
1: but yeah. I mean every genre blurs together like it's also, yeah. you know, an open world game but it's just mm. kind of a more Shenmue-ish open world where it's just one town and a couple city blocks. Yeah, it's like the town is so much smaller than like every other open world so they can but... actually
2: fill it with cool shit.
1: Yeah, so, like, you start to learn, like, every street corner and, like, every building. Like, it's very... Got a lot of character in the town as well. Yeah. And there's a fucking lot of shitheads who are like, Oh, look at this guy. Let's pick a fight with him. Like, <laughs> the whole <laughs> random enemies thing is so silly. We're just, like, every 20 feet there's, like, five, like, delinquents, oh. are, like, ready to start a fight. And then you just throw <laughs> a motorcycle at him and... it's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to handle all of life's situations, really. Yeah. And, man, the heat actions in this, like, I guess that's every game. They are just fucking brutal. <laughs> oh, God, yeah.
0: I've seen... I saw you post video of a few of them, and it was just like, man... Remember Sleeping Dogs? That game had some yeah. great... That game had some great fucking environmental,
1: uh, like, yeah. things that you could Executions. do. Oh, it's so good. I think the ones in Sleeping Dogs were a little bit more violent, because they were explicitly like, yeah, that dude's dead. Or oh, yeah, this, yeah. They're brutal and sometimes, like, comedic. There's there's one where, like, you throw a dude off a bridge and he just splashes into the water. So I do use that one a lot because it's, it's a one-hit kill because they're not getting back into the fight. Yeah. One time last night I did it, and a boat comes by <laughs> while I'm throwing it. And it was, like, a special animation where the guy, like, lands on the mast of the boat, like, groin first and, like, oh! screams. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I've thrown, like, 50 dudes off this bridge, and that never happened before. Like, this game's wild. That's incredible. it's weird when you get like you play this game for so long and then you see animations that you never noticed before like if you're fighting on stairs and you go to throw guy he'll just pull the enemy down the stairs which (laughs) also doesn't look particularly comfortable right? but yeah that that game's really good but it's also like Zero is still kind of the standout one for me for sure yeah I'm very eager to kind of get into that once I finish up
0: a current project (laughs) That I'm yeah. playing,
1: so. So, I think eventually they're going to do three, four, and five remastered.
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: like Japan. it sounds like it. It's right in Japan, and like the in Japan now, the, like the sixty frames a second is back because they're porting PS3 games. Yeah, so I'll probably get three and then rewatch the cutscenes for four and five, and then finally play six afterwards. Nice, nice. That's my Yakuza journey, That's which pretty- is on pause for a while. Because I think it might be a bit. They've been releasing these games like every six months. Yeah, like these things are coming out fast. Because Zero came out a few months ago, and like there's a Fist of the North Star game by the same development team that plays. Like you can play as Kiryu in that. They just put him in the game. Like, hey, if you just want to play the whole game as Kiryu, you can. Like, we don't give a shit.
2: Six came out a couple months ago, right? Zero's been out for a little while. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Zero was like last January, then Kiwami
1: a few months later, then Six this summer, then Kiwami Mm -hmm. 2. Then Fist of the North Star is in, like, a month or so. Gotcha. Like, it's a lot.
2: That's insane. And
1: and they don't even bring over every game. There's a whole, like, <laughs> medieval Yakuza sub story yep. that never gets localized. So there's, like, at least two games in that that haven't come over and probably never will. Like, Ishin, I think is what it's called. Ishin,
2: yeah. <laughs> at least there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Cool. Cool. Who's up, so, Brett? John Yay! Alright. There we go. Got all <laughs> sat up. That probably was a little louder than it needed to be. Probably. Um oh, There's a thing out there's two things I want to talk about. One of them is related to Rhett, and one of them is related to after five. Let's do after five because so we can kind of keep, okay. keep friends involved, you know?
3: Ooh, okay. okay. Alright. Cool. Let's let's do this. Okay,
2: after five! I found my Yu-Gi-Oh deck.
4: Oh god. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, let me go pull out mine too. Okay. What
2: does what what is your experience in relationship with Yu-Gi-Oh? Since you're the only person I know with one right now, so that's um, like contemporary. As I understand it.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I mean it's it's a my experience is about I think two years old now since I have actually gone out and like played against real people. Um Okay. But i kind of just been sort of generally following how the card game has been going. I kind of just like to follow card games that I used to play for some reason. I don't know. I kind of just...
2: No, I get that. Well, I've been watching watch a bunch of videos. And um, I've been watching a bunch of videos by some current Yu-Gi-Oh writer. It's just been like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is fun. Um,
4: I mean, honestly, about two years ago, I think the game was actually like in a pretty good state in terms of like the actual functionality of the TCG. Like... Um, people weren't so, like, overpowered to the point where, you know, you would literally, like... So, l- let me, like, dial forwards and then I guess dialed back. And then... Bye, Polly, by the way. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, so, I watched a, like... I think it was, like, a 2018... I think it was, like, either, like, a Nationals or, like, a Worlds Tourney. um, And it was basically like one person spent about like i think it was actually like 17 minutes executing his first turn
0: oh my um, god what is wrong and with then people
4: the other guy just scooped because it was like a board that he just couldn't beat and he looked at his hand and just like yeah there's no way i could like beat this um so like Yu-Gi-Oh! Honestly, at this point, might as well just be, like, rock, paper, scissors, and, like, whoever goes first <laughs> just wins. Because, um, like, it's... So, like...
2: That's why they added that new rule, where you I'm um, the person who... It used to be just that the per- first turn person can't attack on their first turn, and now it's they can't attack and they can't draw, as I Is that true? It. They can't... They don't get their first draw phase.
4: Okay. I actually didn't even know about yeah. that.
2: I think they too. added that rule in recently just as a way of helping mitigate things just a little
4: bit. If I continue. Okay. Yeah, just right now, and I think probably just here on out in general, um, the TCG is basically based on who goes first and do you have 12 hand traps in your deck? Um, Hand traps are like the only way that you can stop someone from just like playing 32 cards on their first turn.
2: That ash the thing with ash blossom you mentioned yeah that, that's right?
4: yeah Ash blossom is like one of the main in my in my opinion one of the main perpetrators um mm-hmm. that card is like just stupidly overpowered um mm-hmm. so it has like three effects I'm trying to kind of call it from memory because I'm not just gonna sit here and you know what I am gonna sit here I'm gonna open up TCG player and I'm gonna
2: and just read please I actually didn't read it yet so for the full context please read me the card effect
4: I will read you the card I will enjoy it it's just actually three card effects I think um, Excellent.
2: Three times the fun.
4: Now, bear in mind this used to be a one hundred dollar card. Uh huh. Um, and now it's down to thirty after a reprint, but that's okay. still like ridiculous. Okay. Um, and you must have three in your main deck; otherwise, you can't play this game anymore. Um, pay so, to
2: win.
4: Pay to walk. Well, yeah, basically, <laughs> more
2: like well, you should go. Y'all should Google this card because it's a very cute card. It's like a little fairy girl. And she's just destroyed the game which is oh. excellent okay now yeah. i'm interested there you so, go
4: Flash a card or you know what maybe i'll just link it in the chat and you guys can just see a picture
2: when a card or effect is activated that includes any of these effects you can discard this card and negate that effect and so you can negate add a card from deck to the hand you can negate special summon from the deck you can negate send a card from the deck to the graveyard you can only use this effect for Ash Blossom once per turn. So you can discard Ash Blossom from your hand to just stop your opponent dead in their tracks with whatever cool thing they're trying to do. Yes, basically,
4: because pretty much any kind of major effect in the game is you know tutoring, you know, search from the deck to the hand, special summon summons <laughs> out of the deck, or like especially in the case of Blue Eyes when we have like the stones that sends things to the graveyard, mm-hmm. um, or like
2: man, you know, that seems a, Dragon
4: Shrine. Yeah, it's. Oh basically op um but like oh, i it's still sound my
2: i could still sign my relinquished so i'm okay
4: <laughs> um yeah honestly the main reason why i actually stopped playing was just because at least in my local area um that i did not want anything to do with the community that was uh-huh. involved there um like you would literally have people just like walk up over your shoulder and be like wow i can't believe you're playing that deck you're such an idiot and, like, just walk away. God. Like, like I, yeah, I don't think really I've ever done anything community-related where people would just literally go out of their way in person to walk up to you to tell you that, like, you're an idiot for playing the same game that they're playing. I'm just like, uh, yeah. cool? <laughs> um, yeah, that sucks. Um, and just, like, matches between people, like, I don't know. It felt like every match that I was playing against someone, it's like... They had like their pride on the line or something like it, it almost mm. felt like like they took the shadow realm like literally or something <laughs> the mats, they were going to go to the shadow realm and they were like like real hardcore and i'm just like i don't think Even i can really cards. handle this level um and then honestly the number one game killer for me is the concept of the side deck um just I I don't know how many other TCGs have it, but Yu-Gi-Oh is the only one that I've played that has one. Uh,
2: Here, I can do a quick just, overview for the other two. It's just um, you have a little side deck of cards, and then Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh an games an over-
0: are all best two out of three. You ain't got to do you there. ain't got to do an overview. I don't care. Okay,
2: fair <laughs> enough. Molly <Continue>. is just <laughs> fucking done.
3: Well, no, there's other
2: Polly's people. Like, there's other people listening. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh Polly's games Polly's are played two bad. out of three. What? So, man. and between your individual games, you can exchange cards in your deck. cards in your side deck that will specifically help you counter cards in your opponent's deck. Okay, continue.
4: Yeah, so like just that, at least in the situation of Yu-Gi-Oh! because people would just roll cards, because like in a typically Yu-Gi-Oh! meta, there's only like three or four decks, and then when you have 15 cards in your side deck, you can very easily just throw in three copies of any card that's good against any of those current three to five good meta decks,
2: and... Ollie, is that you? (laughs) Please, continue! Don't worry, I'm fascinated. Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) And, like...
4: (laughs) I don't know, I just love the difference in enthusiasm going on to my left and my right right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um... Yeah, it just... It was really lame because you'd play a game and it, it'd be like like pretty even, right? And then people would, in between matches, they just whip out the side deck and they would just like throw in like six cards. They're just like completely anti Blue Eyes and like turn one. They just throw out a card. Just like yeah, you can't special summon anymore. I'm just like okay. And then I just scoop because like you can't do anything because like there's just you know there's 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 cards that you can use to better your odds and improve your odds or like strategize against. You know certain other decks, and then there's Yu Gi Oh! where there's literally like one card that is capable of shutting down an entire system of 55 cards between 40 main mm-hmm. deck and 15 <laughs> extra. It's just like I don't think that should ever exist. Ash Blossom,
2: it sounds it seems really to me balanced. like it seems to me like every trading card game is broken and stupid. Is that <laughs> fair? <laughs> Um, like I'm not I don't even mean that in a negative way necessarily just like I will come into a game like this accepting that it's broken and stupid and that that's a consequence of there being this pool of 8000 cards that everyone's building their decks out of so of course it's there's not you can't really keep that clean <laughs> I guess there's,
1: there's 8000 cards but here's the 15 that are viable Exactly Yeah exactly um, it's like
2: why fight it, how fighting games are stupid
1: and <laughs> because they <laughs> they're all it's marvel to... versus capcom 2
2: yeah it's hard to balance it's hard to balance when you have a pool that big
1: well that's okay why... so
2: go ahead
4: not every tcg does it clearly not yu Yu-Gi-Oh!. um but there's actually rotations um for example pokemon has a two-year rotation any set that's printed two years down the road it's just removed from the standard format so like Um, Pokemon, for example, just rotated, and now everything from the X, Y, and below era is gone, and only expansions from Sun and Moon and on are, like, usable. Um, And that's, like, a standard format. And then there's an expanded format, which lets people, you know, continue to play those cards. But, you know, all the official, like, the, the world tournament, like, the biggest possible tournament is always standard format. But there are it seems like a, a great lot of way
2: partners. to make the game a lot smarter and more balanced while also forcing people to constantly buy new cards. Exactly. Yeah. It's the second thing.
4: Yeah, well, frankly, I think it's a better system than the way Yu Gi Oh does it anyway. Because when you print a set and then you print an intentionally OP set and you intentionally print every good card only available in secret rare, so they're all $100 each. Um, and then you ban those cards three months later because they're too OP and then also they want the next set to take off. Like I'd rather have a two-year cycle with my cards than a three-month cycle with my cards.
3: (laughs) I'd also rather spend
4: like 20 cents to $5 on average than $50 to $100 Mm. on average. So um, Mm -hmm. there is that going for it. And yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a business strategy. Like at the end of the day, it's a business strategy, but I think it's a business strategy that helps the players rather than hurts the players. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Now mm-hmm. um, so the
2: downside is that my ex-wife made me play Pokemon a whole bunch, and now I hate that game. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I'm probably not going to get into that one. Especially now that my entire thing full of cards is apparently useless. <laughs> I hate poke. I hate Pokemon too, just for the record.
1: <laughs> hey, John, you got an
4: anti-Pokemon buddy with you right now. I mean, okay. To be uh, fair, yeah. I I don't hate the games. I I mean, gameplay wise, like they are just severely lacking in like all regards basically like
2: when i started okay
4: this might sound kind of hard when i started to play actual video games uh (laughs) i i realized just like yeah you know what i'm probably done with pokemon unless they actually change things a lot for like gen 8 and if they don't i'm just gonna be like okay maybe see you later um Just because I actually did end up playing the TCG at, like, a competitive event. Like, a full-on... sanctioned ...event. Um, and my experience with that was, like, 7.6 trillion times better than, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! events. Um, like, the TCG itself is far more strategic. Every turn matters, every move matters, and card order matters. Not in the sense of, like, I gotta chain together 65 cards, but, like, you know, do you, you know, do you attach energy or do you, like redraw first to like have a chance at getting something else where you wouldn't need to or like you would rather attach energy somewhere else or whatever and like it's just far more strategic and even though even though you know Pokemon as every other TCG in existence has experienced power creep they don't usually sometimes they print cards that I absolutely disagree with but um they usually just maintain the integrity of like the basic strategy of like you kind of have to have this ebb and flow like turns mm. actually matter in the sense that like you have to predict like what your opponent might be doing with their deck like two to three turns down the road so that you can already be like a turn ahead two to three turns down so, like the road. an
2: actual game
4: so like an actual game yeah <laughs> like you actually have to face off here against your opponent and not just spam 32 cards from your deck mm-hmm. and then have your opponent scoop after 17 minutes um, <clears throat> So, yeah, it's like an actual genuine exchange, and honestly, I think it's pretty interesting. Now, the right. other card game that I did mention before, um, Way Shorts, which is basically anime, the card game. Um, Wait, what game? You... This... Way Shorts. I've never heard of that I-, I, I think it's, if, if you actually want to pronounce it properly, it's called, like, Weisschwasz or Weiss something. It's, it's like, it's like German or something. I it's, think it's German. Yes, it's very, German. it's very German it's it's maybe like two percent german but like that um i think i think that it's actually just like black white like that's the that's the translation for it if you just straight up english just google translate um But like that card game is
2: interesting oh my god this looks adorable
4: <laughs> everything is like series based right so like you can if you if you want to play a deck like you can only play um, Konosuba cards in a deck. So like, even though there's no rotation, because you can't play anything other than Konosuba cards in a Konosuba deck, right? Like, it's already like automatically isolated and like things are kind of themed. Like you have decks that are good at like controlling your opponent. You have decks that are good at like leveling up early. You have decks that are good at, like, doing burn damage, which is, like, single points of damage. And then you have decks that are really good at, at, a, at a concept called compression. Um, so, like, that card game is really interesting because it's basically not like any other card game you've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go around and, like, explain the rules because that would probably take me, like, 35 minutes in and of itself. I'm seeing a Fate
2: Zero-themed Schwartz deck. Here's my so question
4: There is Accurate? a fact to fate 0 theme
0: deck. I've only got one question. You, you mentioned you mentioned kanasuba deck, right?
4: Yes.
0: I want my kanasuba deck to be nothing but Megaman cards.
4: That I think actually exists.
0: Like just and and, <laughs> and just the same card over oh, just the and same over. card. Just well, the no, explosion they're... card. That's all I, mean, I need. Okay,
4: there there is an explosion themed deck where th- there is actually so there's a special kind of card I'm just going to cover this vaguely. Um like there's a there's a there's a card called a climax card which is like climax <laughs> is like a story <laughs> climax. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to and as, as opposed to okay so I I'll go on a as tangent as opposed to on that a later. sexual climax. As opposed to you, you had to say it didn't you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But there is literally the Megamine Explosion card. It's called Explosion. It's just called Explosion. It's a picture of Megamine exploding. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's
2: a Sword Art Online set. No matter, Sword Art Online. No matter, no. No wonder you love this so much. <laughs> I, okay.
4: This might sound like absolute betrayal to my like morals and existence, but I actually have a Sword Art Online deck because it's actually good.
0: I think he's <laughs> fucking Sundere for the series, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played that deck like ever
4: since I took it once to a locals. I'm just like, I felt like complete shit playing this deck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a Gurren and Lagon um, theme deck.
4: There is. There I are multiple
2: own... fate decks.
4: I do you actually want mine? Because I can actually just like give you every single Gurren and Lagon card. Sure. <laughs> i bought the set and i was just like this is cool right, let, like, let me
2: google to see if there's like a if there's a place i can go in town because i google and there's like four or five places i can go in town now to play Yu-Gi-Oh. so let me see if there's places i can play Vice shorts too might as well <laughs> excellent
4: um but yeah it's i don't know it's it's a really cool card game but like taking it seriously is like really difficult um it's it's strange because for how well structured and like how much like searching and tutoring and like pre-planning and like solid execution you can do. For some reason, it's like the most dice roll card game I've ever played. <laughs> like you can execute perfectly and then you'll just like lose on this. Like what the hell just happened? And like it's
2: kind of just because like... Because TCGs are stupid. Yes! <laughs> That's I mean, I mean that in the most glowing way.
0: Not me, not me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, right, I here, feel like Polly right now
4: is just like printing out like just copies upon copies of random Pokemon cards and just using them as toilet paper. Like, as... <laughs> uh. Here's
2: my goal. I want to get to a point where I can punch up my Relinquished deck to enough, p- punch up my Rogue deck enough to the point that I can beat like a third of people at a local event and every time it happens they're going to be like, what the fuck, and that's gonna be fun. So I. Frankly, that. I
4: think you can do that with Dark Magician nowadays.
2: Well, that's 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 my highest goal is is to get to the point where I can beat people in a way that a handful of people in a way that's fun and surprising.
4: But yeah, well, I, I want to good luck on that adventure because if you don't go first you're probably going to sit there for 17 minutes <laughs>
2: well again that's like the competitive meta deck hopefully that the local events here aren't quite that e- quite that extreme
4: hopefully <laughs> i mean that's actually what i thought when i first went to my locals and like i showed up and like everyone was just rocking like max rarity latest meta deck and i'm just getting pooped on like every fight i remember
2: so. 2008 with the dark arm dragon decks
4: ugh <laughs>
2: Oh, I know, right? I know, Gosh. right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, I know, right? I just added that one in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I think that, that my experience was exactly the same 10 years ago, so I don't think it's changed. No. My thinking. You <laughs> know, That I... was fun, because I went to these events with 25 and 35-year-olds, and we were, like, 14. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty adorable. Okay. I... I Thank you for answering a bunch of my TCG questions. Do you have any yeah, other no kind of big things to add before we com- before we then we can move on before we completely kill Poly and Rhett? <laughs> yeah, John, um, this was your segment. I know. I sa- I wanted to talk about this and I am very at peace and I I'm, I'm okay. very happy with my decision.
4: I, I will just say uh, this like a final comment to to Vice is just it's fun, like, it's it's one of those games where like I will play this card game, like, casually, like, forever. Like, if I have a friend who will, like, play this with me, like, I will play that card game, like, more than any other card game. Because I don't... you can't take that well, card that's
2: game... The that's the thing with it, is that there's... In order for me to invest, I need to have, like, a connection with the narrative of the, that the cards are spelling out. So, like, with Yu-Gi-Oh! I've got the anime, with Pokemon I have the games. With this, I have anime! That I can connect with, so yeah, that's that's like the thing with magic is that it's probably the best of these, but I don't have any connection with that narrative. So, oh, it's this hard. This might to,
4: be like a no really inter- strange hot take, but I actually think that the art on the Magic: The Gathering cards is like really boring, which is why I never bothered with that card game. Cool. Just
0: kind of a random it's just hot kind take. Of-
4: Sorry, magic players don't agree. You're not you are not going to hear anybody
0: in this call disagreeing with you, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're yeah, probably we'll say say like...
2: I mentioned NetHack, which sounds cool too. NetHack isn't a TCG, it's just a giant set of five hundred cards that exist and will never be added to, so that's cool. Okay. Um Polly? Blade is the only card game I wanna
0: play. Blade? Yep. Blade. Yes. Yep, yeah, you'll get the blade when you play Cold Steel. Uh, oh, okay. oh! It's I my turn. It. Is it my turn now? Yeah, it's your it's turn. your probably. turn. I made a fucking video game. Hell oh my, yeah, God, I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, Poly Dungeon finally came out. Um. It's something that was often talked about over the course of the last two years. Two and years! I remember uh, when I went into starting to work uh, on the game for, like, the last week of work I was putting into it, I remember Rhett, like DMing Rhett that this was what I was going to do, and he's like, Oh, I thought you just killed it, quietly. I honestly,
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: I'm like, <laughs> fucking Wow! <laughs>
1: The game—it had been like a year since you last talked about it. The game didn't have
0: like like I I wasn't working on it for two years straight. If if like the game probably has about four or five months of work into it, but it's just kind of spread over two years because you know busy. Don't
2: worry, I think we all get you. Get where you're coming from, especially John (laughs) Fire. Um.
0: But, yeah, mm. it's the, like, and it actually got its, like, like, that game came out. A lot of people really liked it. Um, Like, you know, like, I'm surprised as many people stuck with it to beat it as they did. But, like, everybody seems to have been able to complete the game and had a good time with it. Lots of good feedback. Uh, people really loved the music, which was done by our friend Ghosty. Mm. Uh, Rhett contributed a lot in terms of some of the coding that was needed. He came up with like kind of like the initial groundwork for how you would structure it um, mm. in terms of doing it in fucking Flash, which yeah. was... the which world,
2: was... world Flash 4 expert.
0: Flash. Yeah, this so game is made in Flash 4.
2: Yeah. And Rhett's okay. the world flash Four expert i think that's I, I, yeah. I believe that now until i die i think so we established
1: that poly clicker is three years old yes god yeah so this started like six months after that or so
0: yeah it was about <laughs> it was about that yeah that's crazy uh but yeah everybody seems to have had a good time with it it was it's, it just feels nice to have that thing out and to be like oh yeah it's done i released the thing Feels so good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So if, mm. if you haven't played it yet, it's it's on the front page. I mean, you can go to SocksMakePeopleSexy.net slash PolyDungeon. It's real good. That game got its start on the Socks cast, actually. Really? Um, yeah, because John was talking about one of his dumb saga games. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, he was real happy that things happened at random that totally oh shouldn't... And I remember saying something to the effect of, I'm just going to make a game that's for John Thire. It's just going to be a black screen, and you'll have hit points, and you press the space bar, and you will either add or subtract hit points, and that's it. That's the fucking game. And that's okay, how so it started.
1: Why isn't it called Poly Saga, then? I don't know.
0: I just, like, Dungeon, I guess I went with You the love dun- the Dungeon font? Yeah, I love the Dungeon. Yeah. Yes, everything in the game is also, like, that's the name of the font, is Dungeon. It's a, a font that I've used probably since like 2005 for everything that I do on the site.
2: It looks very like on brand poly, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think I've 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 uh I have acquired that as my brand, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Um but yeah, it got its start right here of, of John being
2: stupid and God. like and liking dumb games. Um I almost played, oh, I, see. I almost booted up Romancing Saga 1 instead of Fantasy Star 2. Oh my In God. my Well, in my RPG chaser this weekend uh, I'm not sure which (laughs) is the better choice there
1: to be honest (laughs) Polly, you you know how at the end of Press Space to Win it says inspired by God of War yeah I wish you'd put something like inspired by inspired by romance
0: yeah romancing saga. saga I think it was romancing saga or something um but yeah it was uh god real stupid um, let's see, Any, any, I put a little behind the scenes kind of page up a few days mm-hmm. afterward, kind of like you can play the original prototype that Rhett sent me as sort of a proof of concept that's there. I was like,
1: Jesus, I barely remember making that.
0: And like, there's the design document that I sent Rhett that he probably doesn't even remember me sending him. No. And like, then there's like, kind of like the first, uh, yeah. alpha build that I did. Uh
1: so, I like how the white screen version is super rough and then it immediately jumps to a version that looks like the final game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it it's just like I I just kinda like took that idea and like yeah. fleshed it out and like gave it a bit of structure. God, do you believe I think it was gonna be twenty floors long starting
1: out? How the f- I always thought that was a bit much, yeah. even though I kinda do wish there was a bit more floors because I know you had to cut some stuff at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Like it. Yeah, like, we ran into
0: kind of a frame issue. Like, look, yeah. it look it's hard to kind of manage a Flash project yeah. when you're kind of, like, putting it together and it's just, like, it, you get into the heat of things and, like, the game's halfway done and you're like, well, I'm not going to go back and fucking re- redo this.
1: <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <clears throat> but, so, but basically a little behind-the-scenes stuff, like that section before the very end where you're walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like, I had envisioned that as, like, you would get an encounter, press the space bar and like it would take a step forward and then give you the next encounter. I thought about putting
0: I thought about putting like encounters in there, but then that would yeah. require more probably more artwork.
3: Mm.
1: Like are you talking like yeah. battle encounters? Well, just like kind of having the same flow as the other floors, but with a little visual movement between each turn. Mm.
3: Yeah,
0: I kind of liked what uh I went with on that though. Yeah. Like I like that just like it starts completely black and you have to get you don't get any visual or audio for a yeah. couple turns. I thought that that
1: was a, am a I'm a genius probably. basically. <laughs> I'm picturing that Cerno comic. Crap, I might just be a genius. <laughs> Crap, I might Yeah, that's basic.
0: <laughs> that was basically me the whole time making That's probably the all game. the time. Basi- yeah, like go, there's a pun happening.
1: So, Boom. That's me. <laughs> When was the decision made to add the animated ghost to, like, floor seven? And just, like, uh,
3: <laughs>
0: Ghosty was just like, hey, like, this floor is themed with ghosts. I drew some ghosts. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to put them in. <laughs> and that's how that happened. Because
1: then the next floor has the floating The floating
0: food. Yeah, like, the thing is, it's like... It, it's hamburgers. Just... <laughs> the hamburgers, the pizza.
1: Like, it's something that I wish I could have done for every floor. That's where I was going with this, where it's like, oh... Now the other floors seem kind of plain. <laughs> they seem a little plain,
0: but it's like as you're getting towards the end of the game, like it's adding, yeah. it's adding more. That's
1: how I looked at it. Um, yeah,
4: you got to get warmed up, you know. Yeah,
1: I like but the. Really, I think it's funny how it like it takes itself pretty like. It's a goofy game, obviously in the dialogue, but like certain aspects of it, like the music, as people mentioned, like plays it totally straight. Yeah, that's and what I. Get the, and then you get to the ghost floor, and it's just so goofy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like she drew the ghosts, like just like hey, like here's ghosties. You're doing a spooky floor, I'm like oh, okay, like let me see what I can do with these. And I was just like, and I'll this, just, I'll just make them animate in a real dumb way.
1: And then you get to the food floor, and it's just like, oh, this is just totally stupid at this point.
0: That's kind God, of like the
2: hunger meter, though.
0: The hunger meter was colin's it's idea. Jesus um i had had a discussion with uh him like he didn't know what poly dungeon was he knew that i was working on a game and he knew that i was kind of like sourcing for ideas (laughs) and um i was just he was he brought up something about like you should have a burrito that shoots you with its beans i was like okay 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 and then and then he was just like have a moss meter and like like that's kind of like a taco bell thing live moss Oh that <laughs> and and I was just like, wait a minute, a hunger meter I think it's actually called Moss Meter in like the actual huh. the actual symbol is actually called Moss Meter. Um but yeah, like that's where like the idea of like the hunger thing came from and the idea of oh I'm gonna actually kill the player um by being a real cheap and total dick at the <laughs> right at the very end. Um and that, right. and that and that meter could actually kill you. You could actually die to hunger. Uh, probably
1: until I started working on it for that last week. Um, so was was adding hunger back to the meter ever coded in? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there, there. I think I actually like. Yeah, I had to go
0: back and change a few uh, the results to make sure that they didn't add hunger, and I had to take away. You feel <laughs> you feel slightly less hungry, and it would like give you a blip back on the bar.
1: Huh. I totally fell for that. I thought, th- thought I was gonna die. I got down to the I get to the very end, and then I got a turn that was like, it's gonna take longer to complete this floor. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. So it was blinking like the max for like seven turns. <laughs> and then, at that point, I'm realizing it's like on turn six. I'm like, it's not actually gonna kill you.
2: <laughs> like I just, you just did a bamboozle. <laughs> I really like the her lullaby sound effect in there too.
0: Yeah, I had to put that in there.
2: You also get oh, yeah. that. You also get
0: that sound if the final boss kills you.
2: Excellent! Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that.
0: After five, got yeah, to I find out. Yeah, got that out. sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker thought he could beat me on my birthday. Are you kidding?
4: Yeah, I tried my best. You were like what? Like twenty percent left.
0: Yeah, you actually got pretty. Yeah, you got pretty far, and then like just got like a bad set of turns. It was just like yeah, it's I'm over.
4: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like seven, like ten, like thirteen. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: over. <laughs> um, but yeah like that game, like, it felt really good I'm glad people enjoyed it, I had a lot of fun doing things, like the final boss, like when I finally got that up and working, yeah. it was just like oh
1: shit, this is like next level it feels the so final good final boss being true RNG it feels yeah. very true to that game's inspiration
0: yeah, the final yes. boss, like with the final boss it's actually like you and the final boss have the same numbers on your side so like you've got an X number of uh, turns that will do damage to the boss, and like the boss has X number of a turn uh, tur- of like turn effects that can happen. So you like it's so it's like fifty-fifty down the middle. But there are mm. also like thirty or forty um wasted turns where it's just like oh, final boss attempts to cast instant death but failed.
3: <laughs>
0: I was gonna make one of those instant death but fails like do an actual fake-out game over too. <laughs> I just, I just, I, di- I didn't have it uh, in
1: me to keep going. I want to do Polly a dungeon DX where I add, like, summon animations. There you go. <laughs> like a five-minute thing of, like, the planets blowing up like Sephiroth does. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like, randomly throw in, like, a
4: golden sun summon. Just, yeah. yeah. Boom. Why not?
0: So yeah, that game's great. We love you all for yep. you know supporting it and having a good time. Most of all, like as like I said, like all I ever wanted to do was make people laugh, and apparently, that that you know that happened. So job well done, nice work, <laughs> um, hell yeah. So uh, other than that, played a video game. Brett played one. I played one. Oh, we played the I same. Played vi- one. We played the we same. Played... Vi- we might have played the same video game. Uh, What's a video see? game? <laughs> Wait no, what video game? I played one of those little indie the the, the indie darling of the year, uh-huh. the indie <laughs> it's the best
1: indie game of the year so far.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I played Celeste. Um, that I... is a um... Ooh! One of those maso core platformers, really hard. It's got some excellent movement. Like, it's got a lot of, like, really cool jump, air dash
2: kind of uh-huh. shit going on. Feels good. That's a Matt Thorson <laughs> game. He made the original Jumpers. Um, he made the an Untitled Story. He did Towerfall. Um, and I I actually really had a good time with the Pico 8 version of Celeste. That yeah, came out I as, like the
0: Pico
1: 8 version. The original version. I like the I like the Pico 8 version. So wait, good.
2: he did Jumper? Is that the one with Ogmo? Yep.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Because, like, there's actually a super secret room in Celeste that has Agbo and a couple indie characters in it, so maybe they're all actually his characters, because it's probably like Towerfall oh, yeah. characters. That's actually pretty yeah, cool. that checks out. I didn't find that.
0: Huh. Weird. I didn't either, actually. I just heard about it. I saw uh, a picture. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, one of those hoppy, jumpy, masochore platformers. You're going to die a lot. Mm-hmm. It's cool. You know. You, you... You're going to die a lot. Oh, God. Yeah. Like they, And they let you know at the end of the stage how many times you died. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. I still
0: think, like, a journal I still think, that says... Yeah. I still think, to this day, Super Meat Boy handles player death in the best way by just, like, after you finish the level, you see all of your attempts. Yeah. Just, like, all at once, kind of, and, like, until, like, only the last one remains. Like, I still think it's that so that's... so beautiful. That's the best yeah. way to handle that. Um but you get, like, a journal in this game, and it's just like, hey, you died 413 times on stage four. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for reminding me. Um...
1: But, I think it you died a thousand times, but you did it eventually.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's really hard.
1: Really, really hard. Um, <laughs> Probably. You played the easy version.
0: Uh, it, it's kind of, like, there are a couple of things that I'll go over that I, well, I I'll just spoil it and say I don't like this game very much. Um, and I, it's, it's Here's the thing. I don't think Celeste is a bad game. I'm just not a fan of the gimmicks. Like, it's a game where you've got all of these cool movement options to your character already. You could have just done some really awesome platforming stuff and environmental things uh, and not gone too far with it. But this game is just like, every stage has, like, 20 to 1,000 fucking gimmicks that... (laughs) And I don't like any of them! Like, there are a couple that I like. I
2: like the feather, um... The only one I know about is because I watched the first two chapters on a stream. Um, is the chapter two like voice yes. jelly? Yeah, that's the best one in the game. It feels so good, fucking cool.
1: cool.
0: But um, <laughs> yeah, like I just I don't like most of the platforming gimmicks. So by the time I got to the end of the game, I was just like, man, I don't want to be playing this anymore. It's like if the mm-hmm. gimmicks aren't fun, like if I like like again, I'll say. I don't think this is a bad game. It's a fantastic platformer. If you like it, awesome. But it's just when it's, when you're dependent on adding new gimmicks all the time, if those gimmicks don't click for you, then it's just like, well, that's like 70% of the experience down the toilet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I also think that it's real dumb at trying to explain anxiety and self-doubt. Mm. It like... This is a game that is absolutely in love with the idea of mental illness, but has no way to explore it. Like, no idea how to explore it at all, other than saying, Man, I sure do have a lot of self doubt and anxiety. Literally.
1: Polly? Literally every cutscene. <laughs> Polly, they li- literally never actually say the word self doubt. Yes, they do. No way. Yep. I, I don't remember it very clearly. think you're right.
0: I will. Not play the game again to prove you wrong, but I'm going. To <laughs> conti- but I'm going to continue to say that I'm right.
2: Well, I'll probably play it soon, and then I can be the arbiter. There you okay. go. There you go. But yeah, it's just
0: really in love with the idea of mental illness, and the only time the game ever actually handles it, like from an environmentally narrative standpoint, is literally like the most base of observations of hitting rock bottom and your character being thrown off the mountain. Like, literally, that's the one time they kind of make the narrative feel like it actually means something, but even then, it's just kind of like, look, you hit rock bottom. I'm almost surprised somebody didn't actually say, I hit (laughs) rock bottom from my anxiety and self-doubt. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, it just... It loves the idea of mental health being a thing. And, like, another issue I have with this game... Is I don't have an issue with the fact that it has an assist mode where you can just make yourself invincible if you want and play through it. Like, they don't fucking care. It's just like, hey, turn it on. You can even get achievements doing it. They, Not a big deal, right? Like, you want to make games... Yeah. Acce- like, accessibility cool. in games is fantastic. You know what you shouldn't do? Make the player feel like shit for doing it. Like, some mm. games are like, oh, like, we put a pink scarf around Ryu Hayabusa's neck if you play on Easy, ha ha ha... <laughs> Uh, or if you want to play easy in Wolfenstein, haha, ha, you got a pacifier in your mouth, haha. Ha. Like, if you're gonna have those options, don't be a fucking insulting dick about it. And like, one of the things that I've heard people uh, like talk about in relation to this game is like, oh, how it's just so smart about how it handles this, and like, it doesn't make you feel like a sack of garbage if you want to turn on assist mode. But you fuckers are lying. It totally does. It's like, and it's the most like stuck-up-its-own-ass way of presenting it ever. It's just, like, you go to turn on the assist mode, and, like, a little letter pops up, and it's just, like... Hi, I'm the creator of the game and just so you know, I didn't intend the game to be played this way. <laughs> it's not my vision. If you do this, you can do it if you want, but it's really you should really play through the whole game first normally. I'm surprised there I'm surprised that there wasn't like a long sigh at the end of the letter <laughs> that pops up like for fucking real. Get out of my face. Either commit to it or don't. If you want like mm. if you believe in your fucking concept and don't and believe that that is the honest division of the game then shut the fuck up and don't put in the easy mode Mm -hmm. or how about just shut the fuck up and don't mention it if a player wants to play the easy mode like fuck out of my face with that
2: shit i can totally see that being obnoxious so especially it was really annoying seeing that game specifically get all these points for it um just because I played Even the Ocean a, couple, like a year ago and it was so exhaustively nice about including all these different play options. And yeah. it was kind of ingrained in the story in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. So then I, I was like, well, this isn't the first one to do that. <laughs> My friend's game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but funky mode. God. Okay. So, yeah.
0: okay, so this is a tale of two players. So... I don't like Celeste much at all. I am i don't think it's a bad game. <laughs> uh, it's just not a game that I thought did anything at all for me. And just like the weird way that it's trying to handle or present subject matter and the way people are latching on it like it's like, the first indie game. Like, the best game to... Like, I've seen people say this is the best game to ever talk about depression. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out! You are so out of your mind. Like this is this is fucking EA Ubisoft making a game about depression. Ooh. They they just write the words depression. <laughs> fucking... They write the word depression on screen and that's it.
1: <laughs> no, they write the word depression and then point an arrow and it says so that bad. That bad. Also you. That bad. That bad also you. Play
0: now. Microtransactions <laughs> here. Pay microtransactions to get your Selexa filled.
1: What? Are we even
0: talking about it? It's anymore? an antidepressant. Oh. Oh. Duh, see what I'm doing there, Rhett? It's a joke. We tell those. More like...
4: espresso, less depresso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Rhett also played
1: no, this game. It's not my turn. It, no, we're we going to. So, no, I, I, I want to break first, honestly. Oh, okay. I wanna divorce my comments from yours. You wanna
0: divorce your comments from mine? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's she like, does not speak for me. He opened with the showstopper. Now looks too afraid to get on stage. Little pussy. <laughs> There's pussy on my podcast. Look at this shit. Too goddamn afraid to talk about a video game. I can't
1: I can't talk about a video game. My little pussy'll hurt. <laughs>
0: What are we
4: doing? I think this is a great time to say that I looked over my Twitter again and it's full of Balzette again.
2: Oh, good! (laughs) That's a mine too, and guess what? Boom! Alright, so after
0: five... Hi, Polly. You have been on quite an incredible journey uh, this summer. If If I might say so myself, you've packed quite a big chunk of 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 gaming into your head and i don't know fucking how you did it but nearly all back to back i think we need to start kind of talking a bit about kind of the highlight of falcon frenzy i think that has been so far i want to hear about your trails journey and we're going to try to be as spoiler free as possible but understand that we're gonna to have to you know we're gonna to have to play it by ear and there might be some stuff that has to come out in order for us to be able to give context. So...
4: yeah, All right. We'll be as I, careful gonna... as we
0: can. We'll be as careful as we can.
4: Yeah, I'll try to avoid details. Um, but uh, I, I... Frankly, I... Don't really know how I did it, either.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, this is uh, fucking... A five, lot of five games. Like You started this in May, I want to say?
4: Um, I think the in my collections the collection timestamp is actually July. I don't know if that was July for the last video or July for the first video. I want to say for the first video because mm-hmm. there it, it would be July. It took me 31 days to get through um sky And then I had, like, a brief pause of, like, two weeks, and then we went for Cold Steel.
0: (laughs) I don't even Um, think it was two weeks, dog. I literally think it was, like, five days. It may (sighs) have
4: been... It may have just been a week. Yeah, honestly, now that you mention it, I think it was probably not that long at all. Um, I, quite frankly, I'm still kind of, like, in the Trails High zone right now. Like... (laughs) The only music that I listen to going to and from work at home when I'm not listening to streams is trail game music. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the only thing video game that processes through my brain right now is like trying to think about when I'm going to replay all the Trails games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like i kind of just been sitting here deliberating things like i i know i brought up the topic before like um in, in one of my streams before of which set of characters do we like more sky's general main cast and i don't mean only playable or cold steel's general main cast and like i that's still kind of just a question i've been pondering because i feel like you know, whenever whenever I kind of formulate an opinion, I will speak like what's on my mind at the moment, but it's never like a said and done, you know, finalized
2: print like that's like that's it. Ironclad. Oh, yeah. I say shit on I sh- say shit on Twitter all the time where I say it and then in the process of saying it, I'm like, uh, maybe not actually. Hm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. get that. Like sometimes just by writing it, like
4: that alone just changes, like. What you yeah. actually think, um, mm-hmm. so like I, I'm actually currently of the opinion that I, I don't know if I'd say Cold Steel's cast is better. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, what do you even mean by better, right? Like that's that's like the starting point for me. Like, like you you, you don't just say you don't just say like, you know, oh this cat this cast of characters is better. It's just like,
0: like, like it's such even, a subjective oh, thing.
4: Yeah, like like that. that I think uh, yesterday I kind of came to the conclusion of, like, which set of characters do I feel like... I guess maybe this is kind of a weird perspective, but, like, which set of characters do I feel like I can, like, mesh with? Like, my kind of just, like, general line of thinking in terms of, like, their general line of thinking. I do think it is the Colt Seal cast, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I think I think there is some sort of uh i'm gonna i I don't know if this is something I need to be particularly careful about um but just the the main playable cast I feel like has more sort of like spirit um sort of like uh they kind of act as one group more than in my opinion sky's cast does
0: yeah sky's um, cast is kind of a revolving door a lot of the time. Whereas mm-hmm. Cold Steel, like it's class seven, like you are, you know, a unit.
4: Yeah, yeah like you see all your characters like very quickly. Um, at least yeah, Whereas you know, let's, the sky let's, keep, it like let's one keep it there. Let's keep it there.
2: Every time, basically.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, and like it kind of just like because and like the games the games kind of progress is more like how does how does our group get along as opposed to like who do you meet along the way kind of kind of based structure and format so i think there's that sort of like homey feel with that too yeah Where it's just like i've kind of been with these characters literally from like the tutorial level and i'm just like all right um i guess i feel pretty attached like I know, I know people will go in and scrutinize and say that certain characters are, you know, stronger or better written than others. But I think, uh, I mean, Polly already knows my opinion on just general design formula in the sense that if everybody stands out, then nobody stands out. Like, you can't have everyone trying to be the most important character, like even at separate moments of, the, of time in the game, in my opinion. Um if everyone's trying to step up to the exact same plate, then like you just don't have character variety. And quite frankly, just when you think about just this kind of like how I kind of logic it out a bit too. But when you think about just like, let's say you have just a classroom of 30 people, not necessarily like students, just 30 people, right? Out of that 30 people, you're going to have, you know, your social group, your gets, you know, conflicts with that social group. And you have people who just keep to themselves. And, like, for some reason, those characters that tend to keep to themselves tend to be seen as weak characters in, in RPGs. Even though, I, I guess, perhaps maybe reading into it a bit too much. But I feel like people who tend to play a lot of video games and interact a lot on the internet are kind of exactly that type. Yeah. Like, I would say I'm definitely the kind of person who just kind of sits into the recess of the group and I'm kind of just, you know um i kind of sometimes just see myself as a plus one you know not like literally but like um you know i'm there and like if people want to talk to me and like they know that i'm there but like you know um i just feel like you know sometimes when people like look at a character and they sometimes i feel like they just go through it and kind of count like how many lines of dialogue did they have and like did they like just have an arc and like vanish and, like, when a character has an arc and then vanishes it's not necessarily like you know their their existence like stops mattering like some some games are capable of making that character um stay relevant in just little small ways they don't need to have you know a consistent recycling of a character arc in order to maintain their relevance their ma- relevance was kind of. <clears throat> know kind of tacked on the board ever since that arc and you know some games will write poorly in the sense that like you know they'll the character might kind of go back to what they were like before that arc Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. never come back or you know like just literally actually just make them never make an appearance ever again yep that's Um, a common one (laughs) that's a common one (laughs) um but like quite frankly i don't think you know Trails in general ever really does that with any of its characters um, this this is also perhaps a bit of a harsh judgment but um, it's kind of up to you as the player to sort of kind of keep track of the characters because it's not like there's too many it's not like we're playing Chrono Cross That's what <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> about that <laughs> and it's, it's like, not like not I'm thinking about games with
2: bad them. characters
4: Hmm. <laughs> It's not like they're written in a spontaneous or unpredictable way. They're kind of established in a fairly, I, I guess, formulaic. Uh, it's not like literally formulaic, but um, like I I don't forget about their character arcs. And I feel like mm. a lot of times when people kind of just speak poorly about certain aspects of games in general is I feel like they aren't necessarily remembering that aspect of the game quite as well as other people. Um prime example which i'm going to try and talk very vaguely about um the ending of Xenoblade chronicles 2 is something that's been like debated like a billion times and (laughs) i've like had go over with people a lot of times um
2: and ultimately here don't worry you have nobody but xenoblade like super fans here so you can be completely safe safe space for that
4: okay um I was
2: making
0: a joke. Continue. <laughs> John's jokes um, are terrible, so don't worry. Uh uh-huh.
4: well it generally what it boils down to is people say that they don't like the ending because X reason or X thing should have happened. And then I'm like, but have you considered this thing that happened like just a moment before the point of focus that you're trying to focus on? Um and like whenever I kind of point that out, they're just like, huh, I guess that does make sense. Like they don't, they don't necessarily like convert and I'm not trying to like mm. convert people's opinions. Never like my goal with a discussion. I don't like the concept of winning an argument. Um, But the point is like, if, if we're going to, if we're going to reach different conclusions, I want it to be from the same starting point, not different starting points, reaching different conclusions. Cause quite frankly, if you're not looking at the same set, i would find it actually surprising if you reach the same conclusion that someone else would if you were to look at a different set of, you know, I- I- like information or list of facts and kind of pull a different conclusion. Um,
2: when people get outside of the text to make their kind of sweeping judgments, and then you you realize they're not even thinking, looking at the same story. It's like Polly's frustrations with the zero yeah with zero, is zero time dilemma. Yeah, with like,
0: zero time dilemma in Danganronpa V three, it has this very similar problem where the game is like, showing you things all the time. Uh, Things that you're to be considering when the games make their final statement, but all they're paying attention to is the final statement. And they're not Mm. looking at this context that was given before and saying, hey, this, 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 and this are important, and this is why this happened this way. And people just kind of conveniently overlooked that, either for the sake of wanting to win an argument, which is, you know, a malicious way of trying to approach discourse or Mm. they just don't notice it so i feel that that's kind of like a a similar thing and i think that it's good that like the trail series doesn't really have to fall into like this kind of basket like i think that they're very Mm. good at contextualizing uh their characters and their stories um in 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 ways that it's kind of hard to look at them and really kind of give definitive answers like best cast or something like again i think mm. it's subjective because both games have emotional cores that have to be considered and like yeah. say like the you know like the themes and 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 uh the the themes and lessons <laughs> that trails in the sky is trying to present are vastly different than things Cold steel is trying to present and the way the characters interact with one another it's all a very different thing so yeah. It's, just, it's subjective. Like there is no best cast. It's honestly just down to personal preference really.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that also is something that I don't I kind of just feel is overlooked in video game discussion in general. Like I I feel like a lot of people tend to ignore what a game is trying to do or wants to do and they kind of just kind of I know this might just be talk talking all high and mighty um just because I sort of have a background in talking my sign and writing and whatever but like i feel like a lot of people will give like a game a score or a rating based on like oh whether or not i liked it or did like what i wanted to do and obviously there is a there's a personal enjoyment rating right like like, like you with celeste right Polly? like you don't think it's a bad video game but you know there are some things that it just does well rather doesn't do for you right like at all personally but like you don't hold those things against it as like a general video game experience for you know other people um and you don't necessarily you know trying to shove that opinion down people's throats and like i feel like sometimes when i'm talking about you know, trails in particular just because it's been something that's been more discussed that i kind of talk about with people more and more um i feel like people are just too focused on like what they wanted out of the game and like that's fine but a game a game like the taking a look at a game is not only about what you wanted but also what the developers wanted in my opinion because just because i have wanted to you know make video games in my own time it's a lot about you know people are putting their their passion and their ideas out into a forum that they think works for them mm-hmm. And just as you know, as professionals, they do their best to make it cater to a wider audience or just make it uh, done in a way that's not just only for them that it's for other
2: people as well. And eh, not necessarily. Not always. Sometimes you sometimes you always. just make a game for yourself and
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean I'll I guess I guess focusing <laughs> kind of more so on like the triple A market where like mm-hmm. It's literally made for profit. Like, yeah. not every video game ever made under the sun falls in the category of like trying to make you know other people. It's not necessarily always for other people. Um,
2: Sometimes make it for yourself, and if people don't like it. It's because they're stupid. <laughs> 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 well, well then. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's okay, basically on,
3: how
0: we feel about trails, here. anyway. Yeah. Um, just yeah, I just do
4: feel like that this that side of the coin kind of gets ignored mm. like there's there's the like what you want out of it and then there's the what the developers want out of it kind of like two sides to the same coin um and i feel like i feel like a really good discussion on video games really has to cover um both especially if the game is something that is capable of covering both in which case trails is very highly capable of doing that um it's like Falcom. The number one thing I've enjoyed about the Trails games is just how deliberate and intentional and, like I guess, passionate even. Um, just like all their design is like gameplay design, character writing. Um, keep maintaining the integrity of their story while adding you know enough enough uh, you know changes you know um, points of excitement and. At the same time, being just a very functional RPG in general. Um, well, all of them, not just singular RPG. Yeah. Just, I don't know, there, there's something I just... Of course, this still probably just boils down to personal taste, even though I will always... I don't know always and forever, but for the time being, um, I will be that guy who trumpets that Trails games are the best RPGs that have been created. And obviously, that's a very very uh, biased statement because clearly I've never played every single RPG that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Um, but just when I see how high Falcom's Trails games are above like the rest of the games that I thought were the best games I've ever played, like it's kind of just hard to consider that there are other games out there that I feel literally hit every department of an RPG with as much finesse and perfection that trails does right um i don't know there's just something really really special about those games
0: and i i think it's just that they feel very pure um
4: i think that's a good word
0: they're for it pure too. and genuine like i don't feel like everything mm-hmm. that, that that i've played in a trails game i feel like uh, uh comes from somebody's personal experience um a lot of what those games are doing, especially when you get into some of the crazier things in uh, Trails in the Sky the third, um, mm. a lot that's like I look at a lot of that stuff and it's just like that can't have been plucked from the ether. Somebody was feeling like this. Somebody at some point in their life either knew somebody feeling like this or they felt like this, and they had to put this in there. Um, and, and I don't. Get that a lot with with many other uh, games that I've played.
4: Yeah, that's actually honestly that's that is a very good point because um, it's hard to keep latching back to Zelda Chronicles 2, because it is one of my other favorites. <laughs> but like, um, like when we when I look at the character cast and like compare them, um, you know, the, there is just sort of in my opinion like you know like a level gap between the purity and just like the like. Uh, I think the word I used in my placement was organic. Like mm-hmm. these people actually feel like people, and yes. like, and like I, I know that sounds kind of weird to say because everyone knows it's a video game, right? And and we all know that these are scripted characters and that they are written by some person or group of peoples, and you know, and, and they're in just in this you know digital context and they're not actual people, but they feel like people. Like, and I think just general the general writing, just how they pace their writing and they. They have fabulous timing with, like, the right thing to say at, like, the exact right time. And it's yeah. not just, like, the big things. It's the little things the in particular. Just the incidental
0: things that you can come across, especially in Trails yeah. games. The incidental things are just, like, Estelle's interactions with people are, like, somebody, mm. like I think more write- more writers and localizers need to just observe Estelle and look at yeah, what they honestly. did with her. Like that is one. She has an incredible character arc, and two, uh-huh. the Ooh. way she is written is so damn good. She's such a genuine person, but he's still like, and it's like flaws don't define her. But she's also not like the person that's going to be the sole savior of the world, like you would find in like an anime inspired, uh, JRPG. She's a like a person that like I feel I could probably feasibly meet someone like in real life. Yeah,
2: I think the yeah. Trails games. Um, I played first and second chapter of Trails in the Sky. i haven't like gold still yet, or the third. Um, I think they cut to the human realities that are underneath these kind of JRPG tropes and archetypes. Yes, and they make it mm-hmm. real people. Um, I think one of the main villains throughout both games who has a big Arcan moments in both games is one big example when he has a big conversation with one of the lead characters near the end of the second game, and you suddenly are like, "Oh, he—you don't understand where he's coming from. He seems like this up his own ass JRPG guy Mm -hmm. for villain guy for most of the game, and then humanity, (laughs) (laughs) and then you get to, to." the actual human reality that's underneath that. And it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I think that counts for so much.
4: Yeah. I think, okay. So in my opinion, pretty much, uh, character, like my general take on character writing is that all characters need to be based on some form of familiarity. You can't just like throw like the deepest possible lore at people just right at the, right at the get go or kind of thing. Um, Kind of just like how you don't you know, so tell your secrets and all, all your personal things to random people you meet. Um, you know, you start from familiarity. You start, you know, from, from the basics. But uh, like I, Mass I feel effect, like, like a lot of... They
2: go into monologue mode where they just, like, zoom in on the person. And they're like, I'm going to tell you my life story now for 10 minutes. It's
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, this <laughs> is not the time or place for it. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. organic. Well, um, so, like... It, there are uh, most RPGs I feel don't really kind of go beyond the zone of familiarity. And like, that's where kind of characters in my opinion fall off. And it's not, it's not like there's like a deadline for them to like improve. Cause, mm-hmm. um, I think Polly knows about a particular character in trails. In the Sky <laughs> who rub my buttons the wrong Ooh, way boy or like forever and a half. Yeah. Um, but when I got his justification it was so justified that like I turned a complete 180 yeah um and I was glad and like I was I think I was saying a lot that like i i not only was I was expecting it but I feel like if Falcom didn't do that for that character that like that would just just be a poorly written character at that point yeah I just was can't a good... have a character with that kind of mm-hmm. you know thing going for him just. Go completely unresolved. Yeah.
0: yeah, and they don't hit and, that and like until some, some games
4: do that. And they don't they hit don't, that until second chapter. They
0: don't. They don't hit that until SC too. So you yeah. were waiting quite a while. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, at least I was. You talking about a sky character that. or a cold steel character?
0: Um, a sky character. A sky. Oh, character.
2: okay. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I l- love them. I, yeah. he's such a good boy. I love him a lot. Yes. Okay, continue. Um.
3: Yeah,
4: but like uh, minor minor loss of a train of thought. Um, <laughs> it's so I,
2: okay, it happens. No, it's saying. There's so much to
4: think about when it
2: comes to trails in general. Um, but I think I think the I think the thing with the big thing with trails is that the they go to absurd lengths to earn every yes. big moment that they're after. Yes.
4: Oh, my God, they do. Earning the big moments.
2: Like, this mm, is a game. To the extent of having all the first chapter be, like, them chilling around, running around. Let's do bracer things. Let's help. And they solve, like, these little intimate, this one mayor's a bad dude. Let's fix this one town's one issue. Let's go fix the water pump
0: at a hot spring. (laughs)
2: Let's Mm. go fix
0: the horrible lamps. Like, it's you know... It's so like,
2: intimate and, and it's, human and it's, grounded.
0: It's so very not... Like, the thing I love about Trails in the Sky is that it is a game where... It is it is an RPG that's happening while the big RPG is happening elsewhere. Yeah. Like, and eventually you just kind of naturally get pulled toward it so that when your main characters end up in this big, larger-than-life situation, it makes... So much sense that they're there because they earned the right to be there.
2: Yep. Yeah, because yeah, they kind of go really through the, like the old trial really by really fire like kind of thing. Yeah, I'm really happy. First chapter is the way it is, basically.
4: Yeah. yeah it, it first chapter needs to be first chapter. Like mm-hmm. when okay, like what what was it that they said that Cold Steel Four is like the sixty percent mark of the trails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you're seven games deep and you're talking about 60% and like, and you're, and you're going to like because some people, you know, crap talk that FC is like too slow. Nothing happens or whatever. Like, come on, like, seriously, (laughs) we're talking like probably a minimum of 500 hours of RPG. And you think that like a 40 hour to whatever, how many you want to take on it exposition for like literally one of the best stories and character casts ever is too long like <laughs>
2: like come on it's I mean, not a even like, context here it's not even straight exposition because i think a big yeah, it's not strong even that, yeah. point of trails in the sky and trails probably in general is that it's very good at subdividing its big story into a bunch of little stories yes like each chapter in trails in the sky first chapter is its own little story and it tends to resolve questions much more aggressively than other games like you find out where your dad what's up with your dad at the end of the first chapter and i was like oh i thought that was going to be a lingering question for the whole game but yeah, then no. I'm... they they push forward they have these little arcs that end in big satisfying little chapter climaxes um that continues through all of the first and second games and it means that it's constantly engaging you and resolving questions that it asks so it's not just adding more and more Things like, oh, this is gonna be so cool and we resolve it later. Yeah, what it is telling you a bunch of
0: stories. Is that Trails is very excited to be telling its story, but it also knows how to keep its dick in its pants. Like (laughs) it's it knows it knows a level of restraint that I don't think like many games in this genre do. And I think that it makes those big moments pop even more when they don't go full barrel with it. Um Mm Like if we mm-hmm. can touch on if we can start kind of touching on John's second chapter experience there's a moment
4: <sighs> yes there's let's do a big
0: it. moment in second chapter and it's a moment that you've been working for the entire game and you think they're going to like hold it off until the end and they give it to you just smack dab in the middle and it doesn't mm-hmm. play out in the way you think it's going to at all because of how you see these kinds of things play out in other RPGs and anime and movies and there's such, like, like like the restraint that it would take to write that scene, knowing, like, what these characters have been through, like, the emotional state that they're in, to be able to write that scene the way that they wrote it,
2: it's fucking masterful. I literally, yeah, looking at that scene just like, oh, this is how I would want to write. Yeah. <laughs> just in general. This yeah. is... This <laughs> is... Like, that's basically, true. when I play Trails games, I am like, I wish I could
4: write this good. But, like, that's <laughs> the
2: whole thing. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, Yeah, I, I kind of was mostly playing devil's advocate on that. Because, frankly, if you think that a Trails game is only exposition, then mm-hmm. you're not reading between the lines. It's not even reading between the lines. You're it's just not so it restrained.
2: It. It's <laughs> too. Like, it, it does not drop, like, the... I remember watching Starting Ruby the very first time the cart the red rooster teeth cartoon and the first like 3 minutes are lecturing about the history of the world and i turned it off and i was like oh man
0: like i don't need oh, that it's going to be rough it's like show this don't, is don't tell off, isn't it show don't tell and that is it's exactly what we're doing yep. that in trails yeah yep
4: it just like god i i can't tell you how many times that, like i am anticipating a big moment to happen and like because I get stuck up in the heat of a different moment, that big moment just hits me, and I'm just, like, I'm still not ready for it. Yeah. And, um, and and like, they do it in a way I'm just, like, that's not the way I expected them to, like, actually do it. And it's not just, like, I didn't expect them to do it just for the sake of being, like, oh, plot twist. It's just more, like, that is actually the best way to play it out. And they actually considered... Likely, in my opinion, the best possible scenarios in which this sort of event could take place, the build up that needs to happen to it, how we can distract the player from thinking about it too much, and then just drop it on them like a whole heavy hot sauce pile yeah. and yeah. just like like Cold Steel Two, Polly.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Cold like... Steel
4: two. When I got when I got <laughs> dropped on Cold Steel Two Dude had to leave the room. I left the fucking room for Cold Steel (laughs) Two. Like I don't leave the room for video games.
3: He
0: got. He took his fucking headphones off, or or if he was wearing them. I just remember him standing up and walking out of the fucking room when that game started dropping the bombs on him. I just (laughs) and like
4: (laughs) I remember because I I we, we made a hard lock on that call, Polly. Yeah, we made a hard lock on it. And like, it doesn't matter how many how many hours of like thinking about that's gonna happen. <laughs> it didn't
0: matter because it happened.
4: I just still got completely and utterly
0: because they still like, went about doing it in a way that you didn't expect. Too, it's so yeah. Good. And like,
4: I just I love it so much because like there there's it's it's just one of those the most one of the hardest ways in my opinion to like throw out your plot where like they. You kind of can sort of guess where everything is sort of going, right? Like, like they're just kind of, they're kind of dangling the bait over the over the fishing line over your head, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, when you actually grab that bait, it's like not
2: <laughs> a bait at all.
4: Like, it's, <laughs> it's something else completely. And <laughs> it's like, it's just, I don't know. I just, I love it. I I can't. I don't have any yeah. other words for it other than just say I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. And I, I feel like earn- even if like, roll through the games ahead, again, it probably just hit me like a ton of bricks again. <laughs> if you
0: like a ton of bricks, get you crying on stream. Yeah. Some more. Freaking God. But... This boy got wrecked. Uh, for, I mean, <laughs> I know yeah, that... I got so wrecked. Like, um, Just the first 10 minutes of SC, boy was crying. Ooh. Yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, Ooh. I got... Ooh. The first 10 minutes of that game hit like a ton of bricks... <laughs>
4: yeah and that that to me is like also like that's how you start off a sequel right mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. how you get people to have both local and long term incentive to continue playing your game because like- r- regardless of like the independent and and the small the small loops that you know connect to the bigger loop of the trails I don't even know what to call it at this point
2: just the uh, saga of course
4: the saga, yeah, like there's just so What's- much motivation uh, momentum is kind of the word that i like to use when describing trails is that i feel like at no point in time do they drop completely the game's momentum like even when you're in like a like a like a like an intermission sort of section where like nothing actually is particularly happening on in the present but that moment that moment of peace was earned by what just happened like genuinely earned yeah, And it's also kind of like a calm before the storm moment. Like, yeah, you know, it's coming up. Really like, nice you know company. that there's something about to happen. Absolutely. Like, it's not just like, it's not just like, oh, chapter one, prologue, start, conflict, resolution, uh, epilogue, chapter two, prologue. You know, it it doesn't just roll through the punches. It it continuously adds layers of momentum. It, 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 another way to put it is it never forgets about what it's doing. Like, that's... And like, when you talk about seven long, currently seven, probably eventually like 12. Yeah,
0: it's going to be stupid.
4: seven game, like currently seven <laughs> game series. It doesn't forget about itself at like any mm-hmm. point in time. Like that's, I I don't that, think I've seen uh-huh. any RPG write, writers or whatever, like write 300 plus hours of RPG, like coherently, cohesively, connectively. Organically.
2: Yeah. Like, all of that. Like it's impressive. It's good writing.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
2: just lots and lots of real good writing. It does it earns all its big beats. It makes its characters into actual people. When it has big plot twists, it exhaustively explores the consequences of those plot twists. Oh yeah. Yes. So that's that's what makes those actually land. Whereas like I played I played the first five hours of Xeno Gears before I played Trails in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, an hour into that game, your whole, your main character's village gets burned to the ground by the robot that you're piloting, and you don't know how to control it, and it's so big and scary. But also you haven't had the time to get to really know those people. And then once the village is dead, you're also not really thinking about it that much afterwards. Yeah. You just kind of go to the next section of the plot. And I'm and I'm sure there's a lot of good, good material in Xenogears, but, like, I think that's a good kind of... Um, case study and like the differences in approach with a lot of PS1 RPGs, which are very loud and throwing a bunch of different twists at you to kind of keep you like, like, Oh, this is how we keep players engaged is that we throw new stuff, new information at them. That's how we do it. Um, whereas trails is extremely disciplined and builds to all of its big moments and and explores the consequences of those big moments. Yeah, and as a result, it all sticks with you a whole lot more. Yeah, and that's yeah. like that's a
0: pattern you see not only just in Trails in the Sky, but like Cold Steel is very, very exhaustive about that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like Cold Steel, it, even more so, is a series where much bigger things are happening because the, yeah. the issues in Arabonia. Are much more widespread and they are much more connected to just the very core foundation of what Erebonia stands for. So when the big things happen, like it really is like a big fucking deal, and they are very sure to impress that upon the player.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I Without it think... having to be. And then the whole universe is going to get destroyed if you don't if you don't beat the boss and it's going to eat everything and turn the world universe into <laughs> void.
0: Yeah, if you're coming to RPGs for that, the the Trails series isn't for you.
4: Yeah, I think like that's another that's another form of praise that I give to them. It's not Trails is not an RPG about good versus evil. It's simply conflicting interests and point of view. Like that's mm. that's all it is, in, in my opinion. That makes it far more interesting. Um, and like I, th- I think another thing that goes in favor of Trails is that, like, it takes a lot of time to establish its own, like, form of, not only just politics, but, like, it, it takes its world like, very seriously, yes. and it, it-, it establishes mm-hmm. the world in a way that's just, like, I, I-, I don't know how-, how they do it, like, not only do they write, like, amazing characters, but they make their world just, like, so, like, you are just, like, amongst that world yeah, as a player. Like, it, it's not even about immersion. No, it's, like it's not. You are included. It's not immersion, you are Aww. included.
0: Yeah, like that's something like, that, it's just you know, with like Trails in the Sky, it's like very much more backwoodsy, kind of like, you know, everybody knows your name kind of place and like you move to Arabonia where it's like aristocracy and like high society, but there's still a fe- that same feeling of inclusiveness because you have like the the the, the class that you've been given of class seven, which mm-hmm. is a class made of commoners and nobles, and they have to function as one. Um, and I think that like those two like games, the way they present their worlds, they're of a very similar discipline but they are they, but they're not telling the same story in a different world
2: uh if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think I get where you're that's coming
2: from. That's the up. that's the big lesson I think I kind of want to take away from it. It's like when you're telling this big story, you do need to break it up, yeah, into these di- mm-hmm. like the fact that trails yeah. in the sky as a whole is a way different story than trails of cold steel is very important. Yes. The fact that each Trails game is itself has its own big arcs is very important. The fact that each of those arcs is b- broken down into these chapters and that there's these NPCs with their own little stories. The fucking Duke having an arc. Yeah! Duke Trails- Dude <laughs> having out. a fucking That's arc! wild! He, he is more well-defined than over half of the Final Fantasy VIII cast. Yep! Like, player cast. Oh, That's You just said wild. Final Fantasy
4: VIII.
2: <laughs> so, so...
0: Like, that... <laughs> I, I know that we like, like, like I know we're having a great time and I'm not trying to rush yeah. anybody, but, uh, you know, mm. it's got a bitty time, but, um, mm. just to kind of like to start kind of putting a bow on this since like, uh, I know John just finished trails in the sky SC, like, uh, is there anything else that you would kind of want to bring up about that game that kind of like stands out to you or that you want to kind of like put out there to kind of like tell people about, you know, before we start winding down the segment.
2: Um, just that it really impressed on me the value of that kind of discipline,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um, and just how much that counts and just having characters that are based in real things and are consistent and have clear psychologies that you can understand. And that's true. Every one of the characters, even shithead characters, like kind of the main (laughs) villain, (laughs) where he's like, he's, he's simple. And a shithead, but you understand it. And that's and it's human. And that counts for so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's most comparable with games like probably Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger, where the characters are very clearly defined and the conflict is very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then Trails has this extra element of allowing itself to be paced like kind of more epic fiction, where Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger are very economical, Trails is going out of its way to spend more time with the characters and is a little more serialized. Yeah, like um, uh, and benefits and takes takes maximum advantage of the of the extra hours it demands from you as a player.
0: Yeah, like 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 let's say a character in um, Final Fantasy VI was a bracer. Like if Mm -hmm. they said that they were a bracer, we would never like actually be interacting with that portion of that character. Like, that would just be their thing. Whereas, Estelle being a bracer is her identity. It's something she values. It's something that even when things are bad, she prioritizes that because of her intense desire to uh, follow in her father's footsteps, to protect people. And, 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 like, I always, like, that's something I just greatly admire about, like, what Trails does with its characters versus what
2: other RPGs might with theirs,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and that's that was really cool for me because like I can think of a of a lot of RPGs that have that more economical approach, like Chrono Sugar or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of a lot of the ones that share that level of storytelling discipline, but expanding it to this way more epic scope of being you know, an 80 to 90 hour experience like Trails and Trails SC to get put together. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the fact that it carries that through both games and delivers this completely with all of its characters is very impressive
0: and cool to me. And I think, and After 5 can back me up here, like, Trails the
2: Third, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah, Yeah, the fact that there's a whole extra game that's just kind of the epilogue is perfect. Because It's, it's like... They have this whole game building up to the big explosive JRPG basically and then it's perfect makes perfect sense to me to have another game that is kind of unwinding and getting getting way more intimate and character focused after the big oh yeah explosive yeah. stuff in SC.
0: Trails third
2: exactly what I would love
0: Trails third is what made me fully realize that Falcom loves their characters in a way that like other games simply do not um like they go out of their way not not just in terms of giving characters a happy ending that's not really what i'm saying what i'm saying is they care that like, like they love their characters in that they want you to know what direction these characters are headed or mm-hmm. like intimate details that maybe they couldn't hit in the main game uh so you're gonna get a lot of really cool shit and i'm gonna say like do all the side shit in
2: third. John. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Like yep. It's, I probably gave
4: me the same instruction. I followed the instruction. I'm just like, yep, And you that would... is like actually the most mandatory optional content I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's not hard to find. It's not hard to do. It's all pretty easy. You just find a door and go in once you've fulfilled a requirement. Cool. That's it. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, uh, uh I'm very, uh, so, very excited to play it. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and wind the segment down. Like, I would talk about Trails for fucking five hours, if you let me. Uh, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, you know, we do have to kind of be considerate of Rhett here. Uh, so before we wind the segment down uh, after five, is there any kind of final thoughts that you would like to kind of impress upon us uh, before uh, I pull Rhett back in?
4: Um, honestly, nothing... In particular, without me just going into like another <laughs> entire tangent of stuff, <laughs> um. So I I'm just looking forward to what they're gonna be doing next. Like I, I I think it's been a really really long time since I've just been straight up anticipating. Like I must know more. Yeah. And, and like cool. like I I'm just in that state and. I so want to play all the games all over again.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, because there's, you know, there's things especially uh, in relation to Cold Steel where, like, lots of area names are getting dropped and characters from another series that's not been localized yet are being <laughs> yeah. dropped. So, you know, that's all that kind of fun stuff is like, we want and need more, please. We love you, XSeed, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally.
2: Uh, One other thought. Um, Just um, one other kind of storytelling observation Mm -hmm. is just like you get so much out of not trying to be clever or not trying to trick people and not trying to impress your audience.
0: This is not a series that's trying to
2: impress you at every fucking moment. It's just completely it feels very honest and I love that.
0: Awesome.
4: Yeah, that's the thing that I kind of want to cover if we are going to be Jumping in a little bit into uh, Persona Five, yeah, soon ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I'll kind of segue into that. Not segue, but I like, kind of like tack that on. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll hit that right there. Yeah,
2: we'll hit that. Persona is um, probably like the closest I can think of to an R, of a, an RPG of that scope, sort of meeting that level of character intimacy and. Mm-hmm. It, obviously, those games have all their own little things, but that, we'll that's, that that comes to my brain. All right, cool. All right, so we, do we have a red? Hey. Yay! Hey, Ray! Hey.
1: We're done! Hello. Sorry, it. About... Like, Finally. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. now we're going to talk
2: about it again. I think we're basically finished with Trails. I <laughs> yeah, really I think we said it. everything that you could possibly say about the entire <laughs> yeah. series. You see, I really, really hated SC, so, and I kind of talked to them about it, and <laughs> yeah. after a little while, they basically agreed, like, wow, yeah, this series is garbage. Yeah, we kind of just.
1: Not, yeah, you
0: kind of missed the monumental moment.
1: I just, yeah. I just couldn't stop crying because it was such a disappointment. I know. <laughs> so, Rhett, now that we got uh, you back, hmm,
0: what's, what's up? How's it going? How, how much going porn, good? How much porn were you looking at while, uh,
1: uh
0: how much Bowsette? Bowsette. Okay, okay how much a lot
1: Bowsette? Of...
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, God,
1: I did just refresh Tumblr, and it's a lot.
2: <laughs> Much like VR I just up Twitter and it's someone yelling at us To stop being so horny and I'm like, never <laughs> I literally
4: dropped into a Discord To say, like, help save me from all the Bowsette, and lo and behold <laughs> There was just a fucking Bowsette <laughs> emote in Discord <laughs> Sitting there Literally <laughs> colon Bowsette colon And I'm just like, fuck <laughs>
0: You <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow
0: Excellent. So, uh, other than Bowset, uh, how's it going, Brad? Uh, <laughs> going what, good. What else you bringing to the table tonight?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I have no idea what the last hour of the podcast just was. <laughs> bitching about trails, I presume.
4: Probably. Bitching, we hated it.
1: Um, Ugh. I played a game. Uh-huh. It's a platformer. Uh huh. I'm not sure if we've talked about it on this podcast before. Mm. It's uh, it's called Celeste. Mm. Never heard of it. Yeah, uh, never. What's that? Wait, isn't that uh, the one with the rings? You go, you grab rings. No, this is the one with the strawberries. It's oh, kind of like Super Meat Boy. Basically, Super Meat Boy.
2: Yeah, what, like the
4: vegetarian edition because it's yes. strawberries. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
2: As opposed to band aids or band aids vegetarian. Oh, because it's Meat Boy in the title. Oh, oh there, there you I go, was so clever for a bandage girl.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I. So I played the first level Celeste like a month before Polly got to it. And I was like, hmm, this game seems extremely good. I will get to it later because I was also playing Donkey Kong and I didn't want to play two super hard platformers like back to back, basically. Right, right. And then Polly played Celeste before I got around to it and did not like it. And I was very, very shocked by that. So I basically immediately played it out of spite.
3: <laughs> he fucking Excellent.
0: spite
1: played this! He fucking
0: john fired me!
1: <laughs> but I
0: also had
1: played a little bit of it and was like, mm, no, I think Polly's wrong on this one. I think this game is extremely good. So then I played through the second level and I was like, mm, yes, this game is actually extremely special and wonderful and very good and Polly's wrong about this one.
2: <laughs> like that like, never happens.
1: It's... It happened. Okay. It has happened for <laughs>
2: once. Never happens. <laughs> Never happens. I
1: mean, <laughs> been, like,
2: good stuff. Come on.
1: So, like, what I like about this game <laughs> is that it it becomes more than some of its parts for me. Where, like, the second level does such a good good job integrating the music and the story into what's happening. So, like, it uses a lot of like repeated themes and leitmotifs and stuff. So, like. Level two opens with this kinda this big empty area that you have to explore a bit and then you've kinda find the thing that activates those like the jelly warps that John mentioned earlier. Yeah. Which are like the most fun gimmick in the game. So the music kinda picks up, gets a drum beat, and then you have like a, a boss encounter basically and you're being chased for a while. So like the music keeps ramping up in intensity, intensity. And then you reach the end and the character's like, Oh wait, this is a nightmare, I'm dreaming, aren't I? And then it kinda shatters and goes into this very peaceful soliloquy version where it's, like, kind of winding down. It's just, like, the way the music kind of rises and falls is with the tension of the action, and I think the soundtrack in this game is, like, extremely good.
2: Oh, the soundtrack's amazing.
1: Yeah, soundtrack and, is and, amazing. And the,
2: every single level doesn't end with you fighting the same boss. So that part <laughs> helps.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, even when that character comes back, like, it's a totally different gameplay reason mm, for them yeah. to come back. Like, they don't... Re- I mean, so each level does have pretty defined gimmicks, but I disagree with Polly that they're throwing, like, 20 million at you. Like, in the first and second levels, it's literally one thing each. That's basically like, a million! <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, just one million each. Like, it's just one word off, really. It's
1: one, one million times. Like, the first level has, like, these mechanical things that kind of, like... Like, a mechanical thing on a track, so it kind of swings out, and if you jump off of it, it'll keep your momentum. So, like, a lot of the platforming is, like, very momentum-driven, where if you jump at certain times on moving platforms, like, it'll kind of fling you forward. And it's actually extremely generous with the timing, where, like, if something stops on a dime, yeah, you, you jump, can like, still... a couple frames later, yeah, it'll still carry your it. momentum. Like, So, like, what I like about it compared to Meat Boy is that Meat Boy had such, like... It was strict. Insane precision yeah. with its fidelity. We're like, you never do the same jump in Meat Boy twice, basically. No. Because, like, every frame's data is, like, so perfectly calculated how you hold the jump, how you hold the d-pad. Whereas Celeste is a little tighter, so it's much more repeatable, and you have to be repeatable for the the very hard levels that come later. Oh, yeah. But it's also, like... It's not, like, kind of my games, like, Hunters has no momentum whatsoever, whereas this still has, like, kind of things where, like, oh, if you jump at this certain time, like, you'll carry your momentum, and there's, like, one level gimmick has, like, pinball bumpers, so, like, which angle you hit it at, but even then, it's, like...
0: It's very generous, like, you can yeah, eyeball only... it and be totally fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's not like every single pixel will send you in a different direction. It's like, oh, there's, like, eight kind of general hitboxes. So, again, you can be repeatable. Like, it's very forgiving in certain aspects like that. I do say, I will say that, like, levels four and six, I thought, were kind of more scattershot with the gimmicks. They didn't all kind of work with the level theme. Mm -hmm. Like, four is, like, you got those weird floating water balls that shoot you forward and then you have the clouds which fit the theme and then the wind which kind of is its own thing.
3: Yeah.
1: It's so, like that level's a little more <laughs> scattershot and then but this, this level six is like you have these swamps that grumble when you hit dash into them and then they'll kind of slam out. And, yeah. And, and then you have the feather which is like a totally The feather is awesome. Thing.
0: The feather's awesome. I,
1: the, it's hilarious that the feather was one that kind of drove me nuts because it has nothing to do with the rest of the platforming. Not at all. The, fe- <laughs> the feather is just, you turn into a beam of light for like five seconds
0: and you just fly around.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's very disconnected from everything. And like, I watched the tasks of this game and they were like, Oh yeah, the feather kind of sucks because we had to program in the task movements, like analog instead of just digital. And that's not easy. That's a lot yeah. more variables. <laughs> Because you know you have a full 360 degrees of movement now, whereas everything else in the game is you know very digital. This yeah. one's benefits from having an analog pad. And then the last level is just kind of a repeat of all the previous level gimmicks.
2: <laughs> Which, I, re- oh, I really appreciate that, that they have at least like some kind of recapitulation of all that. Because when you just introduce a bunch of, I fucking
0: hated the summit. My
2: god. When you just introduce a bunch of different level uh, gimmicks and then they never come back, it always feels a little bit sloppy to me. And that's kind of a Mario is, thing, especially. But
1: here's the thing. There's absolutely a story reason that they do it, which I loved. Excellent. And then, and then the last, like, 20 minutes, like, the top of the summit is just spikes and air dashing. Yeah. Like, it's just yes! It's kind of like that last level. Of it's E4, exactly but, kind of what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that could have carried the entire game.:
0: Maybe like, not, but I don't, but I think this game's way longer than it needs to be anyway.
1: <laughs> Which I also disagree with, but:
0: I don't think the stages need to be as long as they are. I think some of the chase sequences go on for maybe 10 screens too
1: long hilariously the one that i thought was too long you said you liked. yeah, it I, liked at, one. yeah I, like, I like that stage six that was funny the one time i'm like game. this is going on way too fucking long paulie's like no i like that one i'm like what the hell <laughs> we what are literally hell? at <laughs>
0: complete odds over this game yeah <laughs> i like the feather i don't like it i like stage i mean i don't, chase. I don't okay. like
3: it.
1: the thing is that so i this game has kind of the standard path through each level And then you can find a cassette that unlocks the The B-side, which is kind of like the dark levels in Super Meat Boy. So my path through this game was I played level 1, and then I played level 1's B-side, and then I played level 2, and I played level two's B-side. So when I got to the Feather, I was like, oh my god, they can be so fucking evil with this, depending on how much precision they expect (laughs) you to have with it. Which luckily isn't as bad as I thought it could have been. But, so the other thing is that, like, I don't want to sound like, there's no way to say this without being like, oh, I get good, but, like, the number of times you die in a level is obviously going to radically extend how long that level takes you to beat, you know? Well, obviously. Yeah, so when you were like, oh, I died, like, 500 times on levels 4 and 5, and I'm looking at my stats like, oh, I didn't even hit 200 on those. Like, So, that, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that, like, obviously those <laughs> levels were too long for you because they probably took, like, twice as long, you know?
2: How about you shut so the like, fuck up? How about that? I, <laughs> Man, Polly, it sounds like you're pretty bad at Celeste. But for me, it's like,
1: oh yeah, level 4 B side was like fucking agony, like <laughs> the hardest level of the game. And then by like levels 8 and 7 is like, oh yeah, I had like 800 deaths on the B sides there. God. Like,
2: I, I didn't mean that you could go have the B sides. Huh? Did you you finish all
1: the B-sides? I finished all the B-sides as of earlier today. Cool. I got one cassette, and then I said, I'm not
0: getting any (laughs) more. Fuck it. I'm not going out of my way to find (laughs) them. (laughs) Because the B-sides are like the normal stages, but fucking harder. And it's like, oh, the the gimmicks get way harder. I don't like the gimmicks.
1: Yeah. Like, it pushes all those gimmicks to the limit. Like, they teach you... Some of them teach you things that you didn't know were in the game, like... The level two, the kind of the jelly area. Mm. If you jump when you're leaving one, you'll keep your momentum. So like it starts to play with that and like doing extra things. Like at the very end of the summit on B side, they teach you a new move that you had the entire game and you didn't know, (sighs) which is kind of crazy. What? God.
2: Yeah. What is it?
1: If you do a vertical, tell me. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll find out.
1: I don't think it's particularly useful, uh-huh. although I, I did see the TAS using it, uh-huh. like, when they were zipping around in stage one. Gotcha. Like, yeah. cool, like it's definitely there. Like, the TAS is nuts because they're able to do things like dash every frame. Yeah. So, like, they do things you couldn't really do, but it's, like, it's nice seeing that technically, like, there are crazy momentum tricks you can do in this. Mm. And it's not just kind of one speed fits all, basically. Mm-hmm. so basically there's seven levels in the game and then there's kind of an eighth bonus level which doesn't have as much story like the game has a conclusive end if you just play the first le- yeah. seven levels which is really nice
3: Yeah.
1: and then the eighth is kind of like hey you want to do a little more no? okay that's <laughs> so basically I did the first seven levels and their B-sides and then took a break before doing the eighth level because I was also playing a lot of Yakuza yeah,
2: but then yeah I Did so you finish this and Yakuza today
1: <laughs> yeah so like Excellent. Here's a really nice thing. So in Super Meat Boy, like, every level is its own... Like, every screen basically is its own thing on the map, and it saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, each level only has, like, three or four checkpoints. Yep. But, oh, but you can save and quit in the middle. So you can close the game, and if you don't go back to the map screen, it'll just pop pop you back where you were. Oh, yeah. So, so for Stage 8's B-side... You know, I let that go for, like, a week and a half. So I was like, <laughs> I'll just get a couple screens in, save and quit, come back. So when I came back today after being Yakuza, I was, like, halfway through it already, which was nice. I think I was, like, right at the last checkpoint, and then it kind of went longer than I thought it was going to from there. Nice. Excellent. But, I but, I mean... <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I liked the story in this game.
2: What? <laughs> it...
1: It just worked for me. Like, that's kind of all I can honestly say because I don't have the experience with what it's talk, trying to say and talking about as much as you do. But kind of uh, on a cursory glance, like a surface level, I thought it worked extremely well as being a story about, you know, self-doubt and anxiety. It doesn't say self-doubt in the script, right? But But that's, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to argue that that's literally what it's about. Like, that the other character represents anxiety and like yeah
0: it's very clear also yeah like the yeah it's a pretty good take on the
1: uzume story
0: if i if i say so myself so that's
1: the other thing is that the story <laughs> is very similar to mega dimension neptunia's yeah
2: i mean so, it's super similar yeah really kind of a ripoff i mean it's not like
1: they're like oh this is the only time like a dark version of a character has represented that character's inner doubt or whatever or their anger, you know? Yeah. But I thought I think they are both good takes on it that can stand together. You get
0: you get the hug in Celeste.
1: And that's the thing. You don't the get it thing, in Meganep. You don't get the it in Megan. They left out of Megan, they do in this game and it's very good.
0: Even I'll admit that's good. Yeah.
4: Sorry, I don't know what happens in Negan because I got the bad ending.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> one person oh, no. in the fucking world who's ever Wait, seen the bad ending. I, I this, mean, I got the bad ending this and then saved over it. <laughs> this, this dingus got the bad ending and then saved. <sighs> uh. <laughs> so in order for me to like try to prove to him that the game wasn't trash, I had to find like videos on YouTube that didn't have oh. commentary over them. It's like, "No, of watch the... watch the
1: normal and true ending, please. They're very good." So I just thought like everything in Celeste worked for me, That's like fine. as I'm, a I'm complete not, package. I'm not. Gonna no, I'm, not it. I'm not really defending it against you. Many people like this game, Polly. Yeah. In fact, they might say it's the best indie game released this year so far. Yeah. So I've heard a few people say that. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought this game was very special to me personally as well. well there you go. Like really nice. I, I reached the summit and I cried a bunch. <laughs>
0: John how much did you
1: how much did you cry on trails
2: um, a good amount there a good were like amount three or four, there were like three or four good good weep sessions there oh I thought you were going to say hours for a second three or yeah. four hours straight Yeah, and, and, we, it's know, interesting. and we know
0: <laughs> and we know how much it made after five cry because there's video evidence
2: <laughs> oh man that must be weird oh god <laughs> <laughs> This is also this is also interesting to me because um I fin- I did finish uh, Luca after the last Soxcast where I got the true end mm-hmm. yeah and like I had some kind of issues with the there are parts of it that I felt would have been earned a lot better if they had just had more straightforward character buildup and teaching you about who the people were and whatnot mm-hmm. more you know trail stuff basically. So playing Trails Right After was quite nice. Uh um, that's good. <laughs> but the one part of it that did really land for me was the mental illness theming, which mm-hmm. it hammers home in a really interesting, kind of straightforward way at the very end, but without being, like, quite as direct as this sounds like it's being. <laughs> and that was so that was the part in the Luca True End that maybe completely saw, was when I realized, like, oh, okay, this is what this has kind of been about. Mm-hmm. So... Interesting, probably interesting contrast there. I'm just inter- interested in playing Celeste. Cool. I think one thing that's kind of weird in Celeste
1: is that you're not quite sure how old the main character is. Yeah, because it looks like a child. Because she looks super young, and then there's one line during kind of a heart-to-heart scene where she goes... He character asks her, like, how do you deal with it? And she goes, I drink a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of weird. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> so obviously... Like, I don't think she's actually a kid. She's probably, like, between 20 and 30. I would say she's college
0: age. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I guess so. But that's kind of weird. The other thing is, I'm not entirely sure this game is really specifically about mental illness. It seems more of kind of just a general, like, anxiety and dealing with stresses and overcoming challenges.
0: Either way, I still Mm -hmm. think it does it in a shitty way. But that's just my opinion.
1: Uh, I think the one part that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way is the end of stage three. I haven't seen anyone mention that, though. Because there's this one guy who's really pestering you. Pestering you. Yeah. And they kind of just write him off like, oh, he's a lost cause. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's kind of a shitty line. Yeah,
0: it's real shitty. <laughs> Oof.
1: I'm like, they try to kind of make good by the end with that character, but I don't know.
0: But it kind of like, yeah. They kind of like it, the way he's written off.
1: Yeah, it. I was like, oh, at the end of stage three, specifically like, oh, that... That didn't end the way I thought it was going to. I thought she was gonna accept him, but nope. Nope, that one you're just gonna be a bitch about it, okay. I mean, again, that's sometimes a true thing in life though, where you just have to give up on people. Oh yeah. But Yeah, that's
0: true. I gave up on (laughs) I gave up on John having good taste in video games.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you just talked about Trails in the Sky for like three hours. So is, is that Celeste? Or... That's Celeste. It's very good. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, the next week I listened to the soundtrack and cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> one part because it was an extremely emotional moment in the story <laughs> that it reminded me of. And one part because it was an extremely hard B-side that probably made me cry in a different way. Because <laughs> oh it's like the B-sides have kind of remix musics remix of the songs that are very good and they're very chill which is good because you're going to be getting very mad at those levels <laughs> yeah So like the stage four b-side is like just it's like trance relaxation music but that level is so fucking hard it's very <laughs> uh dissonant in it my al- head now. almost
0: seems almost
1: seems very psychologically planned in some way oh yeah but it's like it keeps you calm while you're Pushing against these levels. Like level four is so infuriating because the wind is pushing against you the whole time yeah. in the B side. It's
0: kinda like just how fucking... Cotton Alley, Cotton Alley and Super Meat Boy has yeah. this super high upbeat music, but it's like the hardest fucking stages in the game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um I guess I can hit uh P five and then we get out of here? Is that how you wanna sure. roll? Yeah. Alright, so roll yeah. That way made uh a deal with a friend a while back and like persona 5 it's his favorite game ever it's just like you know i played it and i love it i don't care if it only came out a year ago it's my favorite game ever i'm like okay that's good and he's like i'm sad i can't talk about it with you because you don't like atlas no more i was like well okay uh <laughs> make a deal if you play through these games that i really really love and have the same kind of connection with then i'll play through persona 5 and it just like
2: it'll well, also take 100 hours
0: and it will also take a hundred hours. Yes, uh, so agreed to do so. He's currently nearing the end of FC now, um, and I am about forty plus hours into Persona Five. And Persona Five, super solid so far. Got to say, I kind of like. I kind of had to get myself into the mindset for it though. Like, I kind of had to be because, like, I'm kind of just like before going into this. I'm just like. I'm so over that day-to-day school routine thing that this series has done. Like, it's just like, okay, it was good. Like, I, I love Persona 3. Uh, it was an innovator. Um, I love its weird, like, first first time out jankiness. I still think that, like, you know, it's still a solid story, and there are many things to it with which I emotionally connect. Um Persona Four. And it's still better than five. <clears throat> Sorry. Boom. <laughs> uh, Persona Four, a, a game that is weird because uh, I initially loved this game. I'm not so hot oh. on it anymore. Oh no! I don't think it's bad. I think it's a perfectly fine game. It's just like nothing in it resonates with me at all. Nice. Like Yeah. Like I like the more I think about Persona 4's story, its characters, what it's even trying to say, it's just like none of it really lands anymore for me or maybe it never did like it's a solid game and i know why. like and i get why it's as popular as it is because it feels like it was definitely made for more mass appeal um but i still think that persona 3 is the better of the two uh just because i i think that it handles everything that it sets out to do way better even if it may not be uh, like, like, have the quality of life improvements that Persona Four and Persona Three Portable do, and things like that. Like, yo, give me, give me that, give me that partner AI that'll cast Mar and Karin after a mind charge.
4: Yay! <laughs> That's
0: always good. Always down for that mind charge. Ten Tarafu.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, Take that Take that So Persona 5 is the ultra stylish RPG uh, No longer part of the Shin Megami Tensei series But it's got all the Shin Megami (laughs) Tensei demons Weird Um, It's the expanded cinematic universe There you go It's expanded It's very cinematic Uh, (laughs) Man this game's gorgeous Just like everything about this game Just bleeds style in a way That you kind of can't deny When you see it in action Like Oh yeah I've never seen menus that were like the one of the literal highlights of a game before. <laughs> and just like this like real fucking stylish things they'll do, like at the end of the battle, you'll get like a freeze frame and a close-up telling you how much experience and money you got, and then they'll like toss the UI out and your character will just kinda like walk off with the camera following him and it'll seamlessly go back into the environment you were in. Like, that's some... Real that. And then you kind of wet your pants a little, right? You do! The first time you (laughs) see that happen, the first time you see that, that fucking walk-off, and then it just, like, smoothly transitions back to just, like, oh, this is where the camera was when you got into the fight. Like, what the fuck? How did you do that? Why why doesn't every RPG do that? So, anyway, it's just kind of like... You're, you 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 by circumstances blah blah blah, you become a phantom thief and you steal people's hearts basically, it's kind of a metaphorical thing in that like people's evil distorted twisted desires kind of end up creating a palace of sorts in a place that like that is kind of tied to them in some way, like the first instance would be like a school sees this uh place as his kingdom, so in his distorted palace reality he's like a king and the school's is. He trans- is a scumbag. And, oh, the, uh, adults are scumbags. he's a scumbag
4: in both reality and in the palace. Oh yeah, in the palace oh, and yeah.
0: in reality he's a pretty big scumbag. Um, but basically adults or scumbags the video game basically is what I've been doing, what I've what I've noticed so far but you go in and then you defeat that person and it's you know and then you quote unquote steal their heart they have a change of heart in the real world and they likely end up you know confessing to crimes and get arrested and shit like that and like the whole point of the game kind of like hinges on like this phantom thieves thing and like them starting to kind of like become a popular thing with the advent of the internet there's like a fan site dedicated to it you get like cute little real-time updates about how popular you are or (laughs) things being asked online about you and uh they handle all of that stuff and like they don't go super in depth into it which makes it not annoying (laughs) um Mm. they, they they handle it in a way that's just like we've explained it enough and we don't have to go super crazy with it um Let's see, uh, battle system is pretty much similar to 3 and 4, only just with a lot of quality of life, uh, improvements, like, everything... Plus, you
2: get a gun.
0: I don't even use them! (laughs) Does anybody play Persona 5, use guns? Like, I've not upgraded my guns, and I'm in, like, the middle of August.
4: (laughs) Um... I use the guns, but I don't use them as a source of damage. Yeah. I just use them as a source of weakness.
0: Yeah, I use them for the knockdown. Like, in LA, if an enemy is weak to knockdown for gun, I'll just pop off as many shots as for I gun. need to. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll baton pass to somebody that's got another weakness. Weak to gun. Weak to, literally. Weak, you know, weak I think I'm gun. weak against gun. I think yeah, that, I think that's,
2: that's my weakness.
0: Yeah, we'd probably be weak to guns, I imagine
2: most of us I'm are. Weak against gun and fire. Mm. People use. Augie on me or gun, I'm probably gonna be yeah. in a rough place. Yeah,
0: I'm more of like a you know cast
2: Bufu on me and shoot me with a gun. I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably
0: a goner.
4: I'm pretty yeah. weak against guns and Sao fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you, I'm pretty weak against instant death magic. If anyone used that on me, I'd probably not f- farewell. I actually don't know if I'm weak against instant death magic. Uh, I just flipped,
4: I just take the coin flip. i like, yeah, I'll be fine. Be fine. <laughs>
2: I'd rather probably deal with that. If someone told me they would cast an instant death spell on me or they would set me on fire, I'd probably go with the instant death spell. Yeah, you've got a chance there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it wouldn't hurt either. Yeah. Just done. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Persona 5 has been pretty good to me so far. Like, I really like the way that they kind of frame the story and that, like, you start off kind of... Like, you've got this cold open of just, like, you're infiltrating a casino, and it's, like, everybody, like, the people that are talking to you are all, like, behind shadows, so you can't tell, but it's obviously the party members that you're going to be gathering over the course of the game talking to you. But they do a good job of obscuring all that so that you don't, like, you know, have all of it dumped in your lap at once, and then um, you end up kind of fucking up. And it's just like, uh uh-oh, and then you get hauled in to somewhere, and you get the shit beat out of you, and then you've got a prosecutor asking you questions, and then the prosecutor Mm -hmm. talking to you about what has happened is sort of the framing device for how the story's told, because then it's just like, okay, this happened in such-and-such month, but now we're gonna rewind all the way back to April to when you first got here to how all of this got started. And like, and I'm I'm kind of getting to the point to where I'm catching up to that moment, and like, shit's about to fucking pop off, and it's very exciting. Except when like the game decides to blow my party up when I've been exploring for thirty five minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, did you know?
0: If, did you know if the enemies cast megado on you for three turns in a row, your party's probably not gonna make it. No, what, yeah. no.
4: I never, I, I, never so that, I never
0: considered that one. That's what happened to me. <laughs> it was real fun. That's Shin Megami Tensei for ya. Yep. The person yeah, I think is. what was. e
4: three got double Megidoll or something. Oh yeah. god, yeah.
0: Good times. Good stuff. Crits too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. That was rough. But um I'm really enjoying it so far. I think that the story is very intriguing. I think that it's probably I think it's the most i think it's the quickest they've gotten you into a persona story uh out of three four and five like oh yeah within like the first two hours you are already kind of like getting into the first palace so whereas like persona four was literally like four and a half hours and persona threes like
4: you and yusuke
0: like uh, yeah buddy time man Unless and, and like I and I think the characters in this game are genuinely pretty good so far, uh, and the social links have been very rewarding. Uh, I I'm genuinely interested in everybody that I've got a social link with. Um, Ryuji is better than Yosuke or Junpei ever would hope to be. Like he's like like they've not had a really good best friend, best bro kind of character, right? until Ryuji, who's, like, genuinely, like, just a solid stand-up guy who's gone through his own shit, and you learn about that through the course of both the game and his social link, and I'm really enjoying his character a lot. Um, the uh, back alley doctor has a really interesting story going on, um, and there's just, like, uh, I I feel like there's a level of, um... I'm not Like, I I wouldn't compare it to Trails because I still think that Persona still kind of leans more on the side of kind of having that big, loud anime-type experience. Um, But I I do feel that there's, like, a lot more, like, genuineness um, in these characters than maybe most of the social links would have Mm -hmm. had in uh, the previous two games. Um, Because, like, these people are, like... You know, like it's re- real doubts that they're dealing with or or you know just things that they're trying to fix about themselves and like in, in some of the cases like in all in Persona 3 and 4 like you are the person that has all the fucking answers they come to you <laughs> and their life gets fixed whereas I'm I, I think that they're working for it a little harder in this one like I feel that the social links aren't just kind of rushing you to the oh you're right here let me fuck you um kind of moment that you get it you know if you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about
4: yeah <laughs> and yeah, uh... i
0: think mm-hmm.
4: i'll let you finish i'll no, let you you go ahead okay um just kind of like chime in um i do think part of the reason why the social links are stronger i i think in general it is more about like more storytelling as opposed to just like conversing um, a lot of the social links, I think, even in three are kind of just like, let's have this like interesting conversation. But like at the end of the conversation, just like, it's kind of like a thing in and of itself. Um, where I feel like P5 kind of does compound, um, a little bit more, I guess, especially your own active party members, yes. um, kind of compounds more and more as opposed to just like, I did this thing, I'm, I'm proud of myself and like, that's it. Like, um, and I think just a thing in general, I think the number one appeal for me with P5 is just how they handle using masks as a concept in general. Mm. Um like because they they use masks to not only hide identity but just kind of kind of like just the general like statement that like you know people you know in public when they deal with other people are generally you know wearing a mask figuratively speaking, right? Yeah. Like you don't show your full colors, you don't, you know, you don't tell everyone about yourself and kind of have like this, like pseudo other self that you use to kind of like get situated and kind of like, you know, test the waters. Yeah. Um, and that to me, I feel like is pretty much exactly like what P5 is functioning on. Like not only the phantom thieves, just hiding, hiding, you know, their, their genuine beliefs, their genuine personality. And like when they obtain their personas and they obtain that mask, it's like they're admitting for the first time that they have been like wearing this mask against society and they want to like overcome this thing right and like it kind of like actually ties the personas into the characters a lot more than the previous games mm-hmm. um i think p4 especially had like the weakest handling of like personas versus like in, in conjunction with characters cuz like quite frankly i don't think kicking a tarot card to summon a persona like actually means anything no nah. Um, It was just like, because we need personas in a game called Persona, we're going to have personas. Yeah. And like, tarot cards are kind of relevant, so we'll just do it. And like, that that part of it for me is like one of the weakest aspects of P4. We're like. I mean, go ahead. Like, one of the main functions is just so like thrown to the side.
2: I'm just like, it doesn't mean anything in this game. Like, the invokers in Persona 3 I felt something when. I felt something when. The characters like got their personas after talking to their shadows and welcoming them into their hearts. Like I, I felt something for almost all of those. I don't know if I agree there. I think because the personas I, flash up after the big cathartic conversation and climax fight. Climax fight.
3: Anyway.
2: Yeah, I think the moments.
4: I think the moments are fine. I'm mostly focusing on like, um, like the actual summoning. Of the okay. persona, the tarot card. At this point. Yeah, like the tarot um, card like, kind of
0: is inconsequential, whereas the evoker in Persona Three was like your willingness to face death.
2: Yeah, which
4: mm-hmm. is a huge theme throughout the entire yeah, game. Yeah, death is. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: forgot what t- I forgot that in Persona Five, you tear off—they tear off their masks when they summon the personas. Yeah, now now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like I I think it's more like
4: it, it ties gameplay into the like, character and
2: story and just a really. Mm-hmm.
4: Like non-intrusive and like ingenious way. Just and like just on top of that, like you know the whole fan site thing and just like another another level of masking your presence is mm-hmm. you know people saying whatever the hell they want on fan site about the Phantom Thieves, right? Like that's like the general populace just masking who they actually are in order to just you know say random bullshit on the internet, which is that's <laughs> a very like fucking how the world works.
0: Yeah, it's a little too true to life.
4: Yeah, yeah. like. There's a whole lot of, like, actual, like, connectivity, which, you know, to a degree, I, you know, P5 does sort of have that, uh, I, don't, I also don't put it on, like, the level of Trails, but it, you know, considering, you know, P5, or, excuse me, Trails has, like, its own, like, politics and, like, systems that are relatable in real life, which is what makes part of it, just, like, so grounded, um, uh, P5 has, you know, those masks and just general human behavior, I guess, mm-hmm. like, um, it definitely capitalizes on like these are human behaviors that like we have seen, um, either through like mass media, like 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 literally the first dungeon, right? An abusive coach, right? Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's very been, real. Like all over media for like decades. so. Yep. Yeah, like that.
0: That like. Yeah, like, all of that shit is real good. Like, I'm really enjoying the character stuff, and I'm really enjoying... What I like about this game is that um, all of the main story dungeons are actually handcrafted, and these really big to-dos that, like, require... That are going to require, like, multiple, like, days of coming back to, like, in-game, because, like, they're so intricate and well-thought-out, and, like, whereas, like, Persona 3 had... Tartarus, which, it made sense for what it was. It was a Shin Megami Tensei game. It's a dungeon crawler. This Mm -hmm. is what you do. Uh, Persona 4, like, like Persona 5 does what Persona 4 wanted to do with dungeons, I feel like. Whereas Persona 4's dungeons are kind of just like hallways with wallpaper, but they're supposed to represent, but, you know, they're like done up to represent, like, what that character's personality is or a thing that they're going through. Whereas these are like Big, like, infiltrating a museum, uh, like, a casino, uh, the castle. Like, they're all very intricately put together. And, like, I've I, I've not had a bad time in any palace so far. And I always find myself genuinely, like, like, thinking, like, that's a real clever use of the environment. And, like, just, like, the stealth aspect of it. And how, like, I, I think they kind of got the idea that most people played these games by... Uh, running up to catch an enemy's attention and then running back so that they stop chasing you and then like they'll ev- <laughs> they'll eventually turn around and then you get the ambush. whereas this game is literally just like okay, like press X to hide behind a thing When the enemy gets close enough, press X to jump out and get your ambush. it's just like okay, that's a lot more streamlined and easier to deal with.
4: Yeah, honestly, I never get tired of ambushing enemies in Persona 5. Yeah,
0: it feels so good. Ripping off
4: the mask is just like freaking get owned. Like the battle hasn't even started. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like, and, and, and again, super stylish. You just like do this flip, pull the guy's mask off as you're like crossing over him, and then he melts into a puddle, and then out comes the demons that you're fighting. Just super solid transition. Um, but, yeah, i am enjoying the uh, palaces a lot. There's also a random dungeon element as well, if you like that. There's Mementos, which opens up a couple months in where, like, you get requests that come in, and uh, some of them are tied to the main story. Some aren't, but, you know, there's some rewards down there, some extra bosses. You can get some more uh, demons if you need them. Things like that. But is Mementos so the fat, Freshmaker? Uh, <laughs> yes,
2: Mementos is the maker. <laughs> So true fact about Persona Five, right? Um, hottest main character of the of the new games, right? Of the Persona, games, who is right? what? Hottest main character, the hottest player avatar character. Oh right? yeah,
0: he's he he's
2: solid. Eight yeah. out of ten, cool. easily.
0: He's pretty OG, yeah. Yeah.
2: The the opening scene with the, when when he gets his persona, that's pretty good. That's pretty oh good. yeah i think i think also
4: just because the style bleeds off on him too like because mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of the forefront of uh, of some of like the stylish stuff too yeah yeah um so like he's definitely got like a lot of um you know i you know i guess for lack of a better terms swag
2: yeah
0: he's got swag, swag falling out of his ass yeah he's like again he's, like he's, he's balling the
2: ballin'. what they thought the p4 character was <laughs> Yeah, Basically. yeah. The P four character. He's like, oh, I'm the hottest shit in town. P four
0: character looks like What's a fucking that? dingus to me, and he always has. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me emo Persona three boy any day.
2: Good Lord. Go. Oh yeah. Um, um, this is yeah. And was, um, and I really liked this one. It was a bit insistent about me playing it when I was more interested in some other stuff. So I'm, I've got some kind of built up resentments that I need to give time to. Yeah. I also, I want to play three before I play five, I think. I thought I, you had played three. three seems, um, I, I've started it like three times, but it seems really up my alley. I, I want to do the, the, I want to give it, give it my whole time. Plus, Anna hated that one, so that makes me feel better.
0: Oh, well, time. there you go. There's where you start. You you do things out of spite. You're good at it. So,
2: that's what i Oh. <laughs> I I very much buy into knowing I know a lot about Persona 3. I know the ending. I know da 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 da. da, da. I like what it's doing. They go about it in a good way, though. They go about it very well. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited about that. Play the PS2 version. Oh,
4: definitely play fest. Oh,
2: oh, and, and make so sure don't play the
4: answer.
0: I got love for the answer, but it's more of a personal thing. Yeah. Yeah, they I remember they, having. Yeah, that was I, I like I like the answer story, but I will never tell someone they need to play it.
4: <laughs> Seems pretty. Yeah, rough. I remember when I fired up the oh, answer. Oh wow! I remember, I remember. I remember when I play that.
0: I remember when I made you rage quit it. <laughs> All I had to do was send him one message, and he was just like, "Nope." He noped the fuck <laughs> right out. Yep. <laughs> Told him he didn't have access to the compendium, so you can't get your personas back once you fuse them. Ooh. He wasn't happy about that. <laughs>
3: Literally I don't quit. To, to not zone. stand oh. it
4: in general when games remove mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it's okay, just,
2: that's just, just a thing of mine. When, when you have. Fair, Trails at sea has a very, very good beat with that. And around yeah. near the end of the game, yeah. when they remove an option, in a yeah.
4: Way. But I mean, in it, 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 uh, at that point, that's something that it, it's only, I guess, momentary. I guess yeah. Is it the is word temporary. It's temporary. And, like, it's temporary, and it's meaningful. Yeah, it's yeah. meaningful. The answer is literally story. like, yeah, we don't feel like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was an answer because I oh my god, thank you
2: That's sort of like with the the perma and fire Emblem, where I'm playing those games games like oh i should play it the pure way with the permadeath but then there's nothing really like interesting about how the games handle the permadeath and it's not really like thematic or anything it's exactly. just it makes it harder it just makes it harder and a not yeah. really interesting well, we're gonna way. have to do a
4: different socks cast we want to go down the fire emblem road i have so much to say about that <laughs> That's, oh, i got Lord. the
2: most fight for fire emblem so
0: i that, am not winding be... this boy up about fire emblem <laughs> I am not winding this boy up about tales of. Okay, okay. I I
4: have been intentionally ignoring that title drop all night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, I'm going to continue playing Persona 5. Hopefully, by the next time we do a Socks cast, I'll have completed it. I'm in August now, so I'm getting through it at a pretty good clip, so. Uh, and this game is moving, like, at a pretty decent pace. There's definitely, you're starting to see some slowdown, but I think that, like, once the bigger things start happening, like, I think the game's gonna fucking jump off. And I'm Maybe ready you for that. Maybe
2: just catch up to where we're at in September, and then you can just play it one day at a time. There you go. Just, like... I should totally do that. Yeah.
0: There you go. Shit. <laughs> 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 so, so, what's that one, uh... Matt Bro game where you literally can only make one move a
2: day. Best for five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best for five persona.
4: <laughs> Imagine if real life actually did move like persona where like you get off school and like you go like get a cup of coffee at Starbucks and all of a sudden the day is over.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? Sometimes some days. Like that. Some days. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some days it kind of is just like that,
3: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Where the fuck did my day go? I'm all so right.
2: excited to play trails at the end of this day. All, right, all I have to do is do some grocery shopping and walk a dog and go to work and oh, it's over. All right. <laughs> well, thick. Uh, guess I can get in a half hour. And Being that's why I became
4: straight. an insomniac in my college years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I became an
4: insomniac
0: because we had lectures at four in the morning.
4: <laughs> oh, God.
0: It was Lectures fun. at four in the morning. That's a great idea. There's not a lot you can learn with bloodshot eyes, let me tell you. I feel like information retention is at peak at four in the morning. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Alright, so, that's Persona 5, and I guess with that, uh, we're going to start winding things down. Rhett, are you still among the living? Barely. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We'll get you out of here. Don't worry. We're we're winding down now. All right. So first of all, after five, I want to thank you for being a good sport coming on. And I hope you had a good time. Um, I love you all. And uh, uh, tell all of our fine listeners where they can find you on the old Interbuts. The who what? This boy doesn't know how to plug, does he? (laughs) What's your Twitch? What's your Twitch? My Twitch
4: is do I add the HTTPS to?
0: Yes, please.
4: <laughs> HTTPS colon are those backslashes or regular slashes? Backslash. <laughs>
2: backslash.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ritz really happy.
2: Double we're part of that.
4: <laughs> www.twitch.tv backslash after five, as in the number five, and not the Roman numeral five, like the, like the V. But like the five. You, you, you know, you know, above the, the T key, there's a five, that.
2: A F T E R, and then the numeral five. 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 <laughs> yeah, that. Uh,
0: what about Twitter? Where can we find you on Twitter?
4: Um at Aculex. A K-U-L-E-X.
0: Alright. John Thyer, where can we find you?
2: farawaytimes.itch.io itch dot io.
1: And Rhett. I had the uncontrollable urge to shout Eric's joystick over after five second ago, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Inside uh, jokes. You, you can find me in bed because I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Uh, and I'm Polly. You can find me at Polly Dungeon by dumb website. Play Polly Dungeon, and remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.